Hey, Real Nerds listeners, your favorite host, Ryan, here to remind you that social media is great. How great is it? There's many ways you can find the Real Nerds on social media. You can download us on iTunes. You can listen to us streaming on Stitcher Radio. You can call us 720-6Nerds5. Aw, man, our website is so cool. You can visit our website, realnerdspodcast.com. You want to leave some fan mail? Oh, that's so easy, realnerds at gmail.com. Twitter, we got it, at real underscore nerds. You can even like us on Facebook. Thank you so much, and hey, enjoy the show. Welcome to Real Nerds Podcast, fourth annual Film Explosion. Can you believe this is our fourth Film Explosion? Oh my god. Of yeah. 2014. I can believe it. We've done it three more times prior to this, so <laughs> that I'm makes talking sense. About, no, I'm talking about how it's gone by fast, Brad. It has gone by really quickly. dick. Yeah. I don't know, like every year it feels like it's such like a slow crawl to this, like there's such anticipation to uh. do this. It, it is feels my like favorite it just takes show we do. To get to it. Oh yeah, no, this is I. I look forward to this. We're we're celebrating drinking not some o- sparkling juices. We got some sparkling cider. We're not only celebrating our fourth film explosion. Thank you guys. Um, clink, clink. Your, your hard clink. work is very appreciated as always. Yeah. Um. Thanks for filling in last week. I was really sick, oh, that's and right. then I had three people quit on one day. Oh my goodness! And I went into work, and I was still really sick. <laughs> is that tough to work with you, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. People hate me. Um, yeah. But uh, and I also want to thank uh, I don't know whose Google Pay is hooked up to our Real Nerds account, but they paid for my watching of the interview. Oh, really? Yeah. So it's not mine. Interesting. So I'm guessing it's yours, James, because I'm guessing you don't have Google Play. No. What's going on? I don't so know. to watch the interview on Google Play, you have to pay for it. So I selected um, that I wanted to watch on Google Play, and it just started right. playing. Didn't ask me for anything. Huh. So. Thanks to James, I watched the interview. That's probably entirely true. Yeah, I'm it's guessing probably, it is. Yeah, I probably said that because um, I've never put money into Google Play, so I don't know. Oh yeah, and I have. I don't know if I have for real nerds, but so six dollars. Thanks. Great. That's gonna break me. I know they Man. hate us because they ain't us. <laughs> <laughs> I just have to say, Franco killed me in that movie. Yeah. Oh, he's great. I, I haven't. He's great. Uh, you guys did an okay job while I was gone. Uh, Thanks. I think Dan filled in really nicely. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that. I, I, that movie was different than I was expecting. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't think... I think Franco's just like, eh, whatever. I'm going to just be silly and stupid in <laughs> this movie. I can't believe that movie caused a stir. Now there's yeah. this big like conspiracy theory that Sony did it on purpose to prove that you can have video on demand and theater releases at the same time and still yeah, make a lot of money. But that's a bad way to prove it because yeah. like there are so many weird one-off reasons why people like well, you yeah, watched stupid. it online instead of, <laughs> yeah. you know... Um. That, that's not either here nor there. That this, this is a celebration, a celebration. This is episode one eighty five. Yeah. Oh, is this an actual numbered episode? Oh so yeah. The plastic film explosions have just been them, like their own thing. What? You haven't you haven't named them, so we're actually so when we get to like episode two hundred, we're really not at two hundred. Right. We're really at like two hundred and four. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Cool. Because I mean, it is a week episode. I mean, I don't. I mean, like a week. Like it's a week's episode. It's not like it's a poor. Yeah. Epi- you know, it's not. It's a strong. Episode. We we get you, James. Okay, thanks. <laughs> um, but yeah, so thank you everybody once again for making this possible. Also, um, some big news too. Yeah. The Real Nerds podcast has been nominated for best podcast. Hey, that's us. On the Sexpot Comedy. Sexpot Comedy dot com, or is it Sexpot dot com? I don't know what the uh, website address actually is, but Google just... Sexpot Comedy. Yep. 
it's not a website so much as a uh, a group like a, of comedian local yeah. Denver comedians. Yeah, and but it's really the, cool to be recognized by Denver comedians as hey, you guys have a funny podcast. Yeah, um, and I've never heard of the other podcast that they've listed, so I have a feeling we're going to win <laughs> <laughs> because because you listen to so many other podcasts. Uh, right. I do. I listened to the Nerdist this week because Sam Raimi was on. Oh, dude! Uh, one of my Just, biggest problems with uh, the Nerdist though sometimes is those other guys nerd out too much. Yeah, and they start talking to themselves and. Sam Raimi's in the room. Like, Wait a minute, should you be asking Sam Raimi questions? Yeah, didn't uh, he say? Uh, didn't he say that he didn't like Spider Man Three? Uh, people really, really misquoted him in those. Yeah, I know. Um, he said that he made some mistakes, and he wished that he could go back and change those mistakes. But the only way that you know you make the mistakes is if you see it. And um, but he also said that if he had the opportunity, he'd go back to Spider Man because yeah, he really loves Spider Man. News, I mean. Back right. when, like a year he after has... Spider-Man Three came out, he was talking about like, yeah, I didn't want Venom in this movie, so I didn't oh, really yeah. have the passion for it. Yeah, but, I it, know it's uh, it got so way blown out of proportion. I know that's uh, because you know, this Slash film article is Sam Raimi agrees Spider-Man Three is awful. Yeah, Sam Raimi writes a, an essay about how he fucking hates that movie. Like, no, that's he didn't. Not what he, did. he said he made he made some awful choices, and the great thing about Sam Raimi is he never says, you know, fuck those people, fuck them. He's like, I made the choices. It's my fault. And he also had a great quote that I forgot to post. As he said, I'm at my happiest when the audience is entertained. So he doesn't care what the genre is. As long as people are having fun watching it, that's what he wants. And that's, I feel the same way about this podcast. As long as people are entertained, it doesn't matter. But if you do have the opportunity, go to sexpot.com and vote for Real Nerds Podcast for your favorite podcast. Um I'm gonna look up, make sure that because that sexpot might go to something else. Uh-uh. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's I mean, maybe it's sexpot. Just, just Google sexpot comedy and it'll probably yeah. tell you the. Website, That's what I said. Which is what I'm gonna do right now. But just like do it at your home computer. Don't do it at work. Like if you're listening to this at work, <laughs> don't Google sexpot comedy. Uh, yeah, sexpotcomedy.com. Okay, sexpot. So don't go to sexpot.com. Yeah, sexpotcomedy.com. <laughs> yeah. And please vote for us if you like us, because cool. th- that'd be so cool. To yeah. actually win an award. But now we can also put, though, that award winning, an award nominated for best yeah. podcast. <laughs> so, hey, more more caps in our feather, as we like to say. Um, Don't you mean blowing up? <laughs> we're, we're getting big. We're like bigger than Jesus. Whoa, now. Remember when the Beatles said that and it was that they didn't last that much longer? <laughs> <laughs> I think they did okay. <laughs> yeah. well, they really did. Um, but hey, if you've never listened to Film Explosion and you're wondering, hey, what the fuck is Film Explosion? Why is this episode so weird? Yeah, why is it so long? I don't want to spend three hours listening to these assholes talk. Guess what? Get ready for it. It's different than all our other episodes. What we do is we pick our 10 favorite films of the year and we reveal them. None of us know what we picked. Um, and Brad put some sweet Zelda music before our reveal. Um, the treasure chest opening up from the games will yes. reveal each of the uh, decisions. <laughs> well, which he was ho- he was probably hoping you weren't going to bring that up again so that he could skip it this year. Oh, no. But no. <laughs> oh, no. That, that, that's tradition. And you might have noticed the sweet awards music that introed this episode. Oh, yeah. Not our usual theme song. So That's right. Um, and there'll be fart noises later on for oh, every time Ryan... <laughs> makes it, <laughs> picks, picks, it, it picks, picks a movie. It, picks a movie <laughs> I don't agree with. <laughs> so, yeah. So, we'll just... We do this alternating... Um, and, you know, just we got a few emails, too, of people who said their favorite films of the year. So we will be sending things to them. I'm sure we have a couple of Comic-Con shirts we can send them. Yeah, and we got all kinds of stuff. And we, we get swag got, all the time, got, boys. So Alamo cards and, you know. 
All that jazz. I got some gift cards for like 10 bucks. I'll give those away. I've got a few shitty John Claude Van Damme DVDs I don't want. Oh, fuck yeah. Sweet. Oh, you should make that. I got some good old shark movies I can hand out. Two headed shark attack coming your way. I don't have that one anymore. I already gave that one away. Oh, man. I know. So, yeah, basically sit back and relax. At the end of the show, we actually have a special guest, Steve. Was that up your ass or something? It smells weird. It's like perfume on here. Oh, yeah. We've been trying um, to clean them up because they smell like ass. my ass. <laughs> um, Steve from the Alamo Draft House. What a great segue to him. Uh, <laughs> will be joining us to that. what Steve we're. But perfume beset. <laughs> yeah. From Alamo Draft House. Uh, will be joining us for what we're looking forward to in 2015. Yeah. Um, because as long as there's still movies, there will always be this podcast because someone <laughs> else is making the content for us and all we have to do is comment on it. And as long as there is an Alamo Draft House, that's where we'll be seeing those We'll be two Alamo Drafts House, so we'll yeah, just, very you know, soon. maybe one time we'll be in Denver and we can't make it. Oh, wait, there's an Alamo Draft House not far from Sloan's yeah. Lake. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's going to be exciting. Very. Cool. cool. So, yeah, so without further ado, we're just going to... Go right in. We're going to talk about our movies. I'm sure we'll have some overlapping ones, except for Brad. I'm sure he's going to pick some dude who died of a drug overdose in this one. God damn it. Um, <laughs> What's that a reference who's, to? Uh, who's, who's, Remember that one where that guy died from drugs and he floated above his body? I think mean, that was like from two years ago. Oh, Enter the Void. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> who, uh, Ryan, who's starting? Is it me? Fuck okay. you guys. Well, that means that you're not going last. I don't care. Uh, did you guys, who, how, what do you, how do you want to do it? It doesn't matter. I don't know. You can start. I don't care. I don't remember. Go ahead and start. Rochambeau. Rochambeau. Uh, no, I'm out. Ready? Oh, oh my goodness. This one, makes for two, amazing podcasting. Three. Oh. oh my goodness. Rock covers in the Brad scissors. goes first. All right. Or wait, you won, so you can pick when you want to go, actually. Um I'll go first just because cool. it's moving. <laughs> Brad um, is back with the Merlot colored uh yes, envelopes. They're very, very beautiful. Uh, wait, those are Merlot colored? Yes. yes. Have they Fish always been Merlot colored? Yes, they've always been Merlot. Oh my god. Mine are it's lime green. Oh, you've got envelopes now? Just one. We're envelope buddies. I, I always I always thought that they were black. <laughs> I'm not even fucking kidding. Yeah, because wow. you're colorblind. Racist. Yeah. <laughs> I built um, all of mine onto a cool digital Trello board. Oh, look at this See. hipster. Hey, do you want to do you have a beard too? Oh. <laughs> do you want to wear some glass? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Wearing a plaid hole. Oh. Hey, hey, plaid is like one of the two patterns that men can buy. At a I store. will say this though, as long as I've known James, he's always worn stuff like that, so I guess uh I'm consistent. He's he was a hipster before it was hip. I hope my number ten choice isn't too ironic for you. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> and that's uh, why we're nominated for best comedy podcast. <laughs> so I've always felt it's weird me opening my own envelope to reveal the thing I wrote in it. So Ryan, do we do the honors and tell everyone what oh my number my ten choice is? Oh wow! So we're doing it different this year. Brad's number ten choice is fateful findings. So bad, yet so good. <laughs> Here's a trailer. I was given paranormal powers as a child. I've hacked into just about all the information I need. They have no idea. No more books! You were given a power. Others want to take this from me. He's writing about government secrets. I knew I loved you when I was eight years old. 
All this time, I haven't been working on my next book. I've hacked into the most secret government and corporate secrets. I'm using it to make a real difference. And I'm going to expose them all. Should I be afraid? Should we be afraid? I'm not ready for this. I want to be honest with all of you. I've been hacking into government and corporate systems all over the country. You're going to get yourself killed. But you should be scared because it is the truth. Act now on your own outside of the corporate systems and these incompetent politicians. You want to get out of here, but you can't see what's about to happen. So this movie totally doesn't deserve to be on any top ten list, but um, like I said, remind it's, me what it is. I don't. I, I don't remember this. Remember that trailer I showed you very early this year of that movie where the guy is exposing the government secrets oh, and there's yeah. that ghost wispy thing. Wait, that's on your. Oh, you didn't put that on there. <laughs> oh my gosh. So as uh, that trailer is horrible. If you've listened to the film explosion in past years, I don't necessarily put like the critically best ten movies on my list. It's always the ones that. I enjoyed the most mm-hmm. in the 2014. I guess we should uh, say that too. Is this has no bearings on critical acclaim at all? Yeah, this is not the Oscars. Oh no, you know, mine is the ten best films anyway. of the year. No, mm. no, yes. Oh. Okay, so yeah. the Academy just listened to James and uh-huh. all right. Um, but yeah, Fearful Findings is a terrible like the Room style movie. All the acting is bad. The stories. I remember the green screen of him in front of the Capitol. Yeah. I was actually rewatching that trailer. And I was like, "Why didn't they just blur the Capitol a little bit more?" Like, <laughs> the fact that it's a higher resolution than his composite on it is like a dead giveaway. That yeah. So anyway, um, but yeah, that was like a really fun midnight movie thing that I did. And um, it's actually going to screen again in uh, at the C Film Center. I think in the, towards the end of January. So I'm going to go again. So you guys want to come check out the Austin's because it's not like available on streaming or uh, its own website. Like he doesn't even produce, like, the DVD so you can get it? No. I know. Um, I tried to get the DVDs because I, you know, this was, like, I think last January. Yeah, so that was a while ago. It was a long time to wait to see it again, so. <laughs> so maybe it'll be fresh in your mind. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's going to be so much fun. I guess you can see it. So, yeah, that's my number 10. <laughs> and, uh, you know, you listen to the trailer and you're probably like, what the hell? I remember <laughs> him sitting on his computer and. He throws, like, a book at his laptop, yeah. which is off anyway. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. Yeah. I remember it's really silly it's silly and i again it's it was a year ago so i don't remember a lot of like the really funny parts you know it's kind of gone by yeah. memory but i remember a lot of stuff from the trailer it starts out in the beginning like he's with this like childhood friend and then he grows up and gets hit by a car and the, like when he gets hit by the car it's like hilariously bad uh effects and yeah it's not like when you got hit by a car 10 times yeah oh my god that we was did it so right. much fun that was fun um so yeah faithful findings um not a great movie, but it's a fun movie, you know. And it's a, it's a movie you probably have to see with people, right? Oh yeah. If you see it by yourself, you'd probably want to faithfully find a gun. Yeah, I don't think you, <laughs> I don't think I'd be paying attention to it if it wasn't like a hundred feet by a hundred feet, you know, screen in front of with a lot of other people. <laughs> yeah. 
Cool. So. cool. Very cool. Sweet. So who's going second? James. Uh, all right, I'll go second. I lost. I lost Rojambo. I fucking suck. Sure. Right. Uh, and I abstained, which means that I get to go second. Um, so number my two. number ten. Piece of shit. Whoa. Whoa. My goodness. Um, my number ten is Fury. think it can't get worse, it can, and it will. The dying's not done, the killing's not done. I promised my crew a long time ago I'd keep them alive. I was afraid you were dead. Where's the rest of Thurkinson? We're it. Sergeant Collier, I'm your new assistant driver. Tank school? That's home. I've never even seen the inside of a tank. You will. I started this war killing Germans in Africa. Now I'm killing Germans in Germany. Been with these fine gentlemen for years. These troops get by you. We're all dead in the water. All we got is you. I won't ask you to do anything I haven't done myself. Calm check. Photo check. Brady check. Bob check. Bob check. Air ah, fire! Or what? Hit that son of a bitch! Get out! Do your job! You know what you're here for! The deals are peaceful. History is violent. Wait till you see it. See what? What a man can do to another man. I'm scared. I'm scared too. It will end soon. But before it does, a lot more people gotta die. Well, you know, we do get a dollar thirty-five a day, right? <laughs> Best job I ever had. Best job I ever had. Best job I ever had. They're coming. How many? Three hundred of them. Five against 300. Well, you never run before. Why are we going to run now? We're still in this fight. Still in this fight. So this is an interesting one. I you love Shia LaBeouf. Uh, <laughs> I really wasn't expecting this to end up on my top ten list. No, but I wasn't it, either. Honestly, to in some degree, it's a statement for me about how underwhelming this year kind of was. But I that's not to say I don't really love Fury. Um, a lot of times I go into a World War II movie and I'm kind of like, okay, you know, this is they're going to show me a lot of stuff I've probably kind of seen before, and this one will probably be good. Um, and this this movie has some really interesting for me characters and moments and a very different kind of action because we don't see that kind of tank action um, in a lot of World War II movies that made this stand out for me quite a bit. Um, and so for me, it, yeah, I I really and the performances are great. Even Shia LaBeouf, no, he's who good is in it. Annoying um, in real life, he's annoying. But the, I mean, the character is an interesting character. Yeah. In it. I mean. To me, it's not in my top ten, but I think the scene that meant the Dining most room. to me, thank you, was when they were eating. Yeah. It's oh. just so amazing. That scene alone got it on this list. Because wow. like when I think back to moments when I was in the theater this year where I was just 
amazed by what was happening on screen, that is one of the first things that comes up. Um, so, yeah, I, I really like it, and people should check it out. Cool. Cool. Ryan? Uh, my number 10, I think, is going to surprise some people. Oh, my goodness. It's an independent movie. <laughs> oh, you hate those. It's a foreign it movie. What? It's Under the Skin. last time you touched someone. No way. Yeah. Holy shit. Wow. Um, now I feel bad I didn't get to see oh, it. Oh, cute. You wrote it with your bare hands. I did. <laughs> um, Brad typed his all nicely. Um, yeah, for me, the movie, besides Scarlett Johansson being totally naked in it, um, what really got me was it's really like haunting. It's really, I don't know if it's scary is the right word, but you feel really uneasy watching it. It's just disturbing in because, some places. I mean, how much dialogue does she have in it? Almost none. Almost none. Like, Ten lines, maybe. And the premise of it, uh, also, too, guys, our film explosion. We spoil shit out of stuff, so please, um, if you don't want to know, right. in it she plays an alien, and the first scene is uh, her coming down and taking over the body of another girl, and her whole. Who I assume mi- is like the prior sidekick of that one guy. Exactly, yeah. um, and so the whole movie is her going through Scotland and picking up lonely men. She'll pull up to guys, and she'll say, "Hey, where are you going? Do you know anybody?" He's like, "No, I'm by myself," and she'll lure them back to her house in the prospects of them sleeping together. And she'll like start taking off her clothes and the guys will take off their clothes and they'll walk into this like goo where they just sink down and they disappear and you don't see what happens for a long time. Then afterwards you come back and you see that like it's, they're being eaten alive by this goo. It's basically like venom symbiote, but cooler. It's like a spider luring, you know, flies to a web and her web is this giant ooze of, and they're just like floating in it. And you know the thing that really, really got me in the movie was the last fifteen minutes, where she's trying to be normal, and she's Mm -hmm. because she's an alien, and um, so she tries to sleep with a guy, and she realizes she doesn't have sex organs, 
So it's painful for him and painful for her. And she runs out of the house and she like zips her skin off and she's like this black monster. It's crazy. What? And she the, gets set on fire. And she gets set on fire. It, it's crazy. And the movie is hauntingly disturbing. And I, it's a movie I was shocked that I enjoyed. I'm shocked you enjoyed it. Um, I figured it'd be like really boring for you. Yeah, because usually I don't like movies like this. But if yeah. they're well done, I'll get into them. Oh, that's cool. And um, and I took a huge chance on it because I remember you talking about it and you said, I don't know if you'll like it. You know, it's it's bizarre. Yeah. Um, but I started reading reviews of it and I st- and people were starting to put it in, you know, oh, this is a really different sci-fi movie. And I think it's first week on Amazon. It was 10, 10 bucks or something or $9. I was like, whatever. I can take a chance on it. And I was shocked by how much I liked it. So nice. um, yes. Under the Skin is my number 10 movie. It was hovering down in my like 10 to 15 range. Like- yeah. It could have been ten, but yeah, yeah, because so. she, she's even really good in it. Because at the beginning, she's really a big predator, and then you can see her vulnerabilities start to come through. And it's like she starts to um, like become fascinated with like humankind. Exactly. So she kind of wants to like see what the big deal is. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's like she's learning. It's a really great movie. Um, it really understated. Um, so yeah, you should definitely check it out. Um, Under cool. the skin. Man, all right. Ryan, unveil right. my number nine. I feel so special. Brad. I feel like this is your opportunity to change his movies <laughs> to something <laughs> better. What? I didn't write that. <laughs> oh, the Hunger Games. No. Brad's number nine is Frank. I say tell everyone everything. Why cover anything up? Right? How to describe Frank. One, two, three, four. Well, there's the head, of course. He never takes it off. You think it's weird? Would it help if I said my facial expressions out loud? Welcoming smile. Delighted look. But what goes on inside the head inside that head? I find this inspiring. Is music. Something is pressing something is. Frank, people should know about you. You should be famous. Flattered grin. Followed by a bashful half-smile. Stop saying your facial expressions out loud. It's extremely annoying. You've been offered a really important gig. South by Southwest. In Texas. People are interested in us. We could be big. What game are you playing? Filling Frank's head with these bullshit ideas? I can't hear you over the sound of the bubbles. Someone needs to punch you in the face. Here we go. It's going to be huge. you got to come see us tomorrow night. I promise we'll be bad Frank's not okay. Frank, come back! With all his issues, 100% sanest cat I've ever met. Okay. The head. Take it off. I have a certificate. Take it off! Here it is. My most likable song ever. Coca-Cola, lipstick ring, go dance all night, dance all night. Kiss me, just kiss me, kiss me, Nephrodite. This is your most likable song ever? Yeah. People will love it. It only made $641,000. Wow. Yeah, it was yeah, an indie release. I always wanted to see it because I think the just the premise of it is so silly. Yeah, I mean, the biggest thing, like, why it's on here is uh, what I feel like the message I got out of it was how, um, even with the best intentions, uh, you know, someone who's passionate about art can also ruin it mm-hmm. by being too passionate about it. 
So uh, that was kind of a big thing. And it, all the performances are great, and the music is like interesting too. Like their progressive rock style in it. Um, so just a charming little movie. It's interesting because the paper mache head that Fastbender wears is really cute. Like mm-hmm. he kind of looks like a marionette puppet. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and he's able to like uh, act this character without being able to use his face. Like it's all uh-huh. in his posture and uh, vocal performance. It's pretty impressive. I mean, the character is so striking that when I saw the cover art for the Blu-ray, I said, I think I want to see that just because it looks, because it's literally that big paper mache head with him playing a guitar. Yeah. That's the the cover art. And then like the three other characters. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, it's only twelve ninety nine on Blu-ray. You should just oh, grab yeah, it. I should. Yeah. So is it worth twelve ninety nine? Yeah. Right on. Cool. That's it for me. <laughs> That's all I have to say about me? that one? Oh, right. Yeah. I mean, no one else has seen it, so it's like. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, cool. Well, my number nine, cooking along, uh, is actually a very late entry. My number nine is Men, Women, and Children. So what do you want to know? What's important in your life right now? I think if I disappeared tomorrow, the universe wouldn't really notice. There's a girl, though. Okay, you've read through every solitary interaction I've had on every single website, Mom. Honey, you know I just do this to keep you safe. Okay, let me see your phone. It's a bit of an invasion, don't you think? Don't allow guilt to prevent you from doing what's right. You said something about video games? My son's pretty into them, you know. I'm very dangerous. I am keeping my daughter safe. And of course, I can teach all of you how to do the same. I have installed a camera in my daughter's brain and a seven-digit pin code on her vagina. We got six new subscribers today. You sure you're comfortable? Yeah. So, how are you feeling? What, right now? It's been almost two months. No, it hasn't. Last time was after that barbecue at your sister's. So, you're a photographer? No, it's just a hobby. We use the photos on Hannah's acting website. Oh, my God. Remember when you saw her for the first time? Well, we do, too. And we are happy to bring you back to those remember-when experiences with someone new. I'm going to head out and see my sister this afternoon. I think I'll just end up staying the night. Maybe I'll call Kent. Oh, out for some beers. Hey, you haven't done that in a while. How come you didn't respond to my message? My mom. She must have just deleted it before I even saw it. I have a secret. You don't seem to understand how dangerous it is on there. The only thing that's dangerous in this house, Mom, is you! Why don't you tell me? The movie only James Hart liked because everyone else said it was garbage. It's also the only... Yeah. You're the only person who saw it. Yeah. <laughs> right, exactly. I know. Um, I, I should see it because, I mean, I love when Sandler goes dramatic. Mm-hmm. And this is that. Um, I yeah, so I'm a big fan of that. And I'm also a big Jason Reitman fan. This movie is kind of like if you took 
the themes of Juno and slammed them into the personality of Up in the Air, which, of course, mm. is obvious why I would like it. Um, it's a... Uh, honestly, it, it I could describe it as an unfunny, crazy, stupid love. That's another way to look at it. Is it it's this movie about um, a... Like three different sets of parents and children who are all uh, in one way or the other, actually four different sets, uh, who are all in one way or the other sort of exploring the line between love and sex. Um, and you've got, you know, teenagers who are, you know, confused and, you know, just want to have sex because they think it means something. And you have other people who are genuinely falling in love and you have characters uh, like parents who have you know their their marriage is just strained and they go on this sort of these sort of separate adventures and end up figuring out how to make things work um and i think it's you know part of why i really like jason reitman movies is that he uh, he makes movies where he asks questions he doesn't know the answers to and so this isn't a movie that tells you anything it's a movie that explores certain ideas and certain themes um, and sort of makes you linger on those ideas and come to your own conclusions. Um, and this to me is one of his finer films. Like wow. I would actually put this up there. Um, I mean, it's not as good as up in the air, but up in the air to me is his masterpiece. It's definitely better than young adults and thank you for smoking. Um, and probably better than Juno. Uh, of course, he didn't write Juno, and this one he did the script for. Um, one of the things that makes this very special, and most people are going to look at this and think it's pretentious or just very indie, um, but one of the things he does is, and this is probably from the book, but um, he bookends it. The movie's narrated by Emma, Emma Thompson, um, and the way she's reading it feels very much like she's reading probably the book version because um, she just sort of interjects and is... <laughs> very very plainly saying things about like it starts with this introduction of of the the voyager um satellite right as it's about to cross outside of our our solar system we know that's um, only leads to bad things right, right. <laughs> uh and so it's just it's setting <laughs> it's setting the stage for this uh this whole idea of you know we're all on this planet together and does it really mean anything when the Voyager can travel so far away and take a picture and we're just this tiny little speck. Um, and then in the same sentence she goes, and at the same time it took that photo, there's this guy, Adam Sandler's character, who's logging on, logging on to bang bus to watch like porn where actresses pretend to be hitchhikers and then have sex. Nice. Um, and just the, like the way she reads it to me is so kind of darkly comedic. Um, and that like that to me is the big question that he doesn't really answer, but I think it's it's an interesting movie to 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 watch and you know raises some questions that are. are fun I did really me. want to see it. Um, it didn't yeah. stay in theaters very long. No, it didn't. It was in and out. It hasn't been reviewed terribly well. I just I disagree. Um, it was a movie that I watched it and and I knew I was going to be very biased, so I actually watched it last night and then this morning I woke up and watched it again to be like, am I crazy? Is this mm -hmm. actually really good? And I don't think I'm crazy. I think the movie's good. So I think people should check it out. Right on. I'm going to because I love Sandler Ooh. dramatic and he's good. Man, there's a there's a scene there's a scene where all he does is walk up to a bar and order a drink and then he just gives this look and it's good. He's really good. He needs to be in more movies that aren't garbage. Yeah. Ryan? Cool. 
Uh, my number nine is also a foreign film. Oh my goodness! And it's also an independent movie. Who's, whose list did you steal? <laughs> Where's uh, Ryan, and what have you done with him? <laughs> my number nine is the Babadook. Ah. If it's in a word or it's in a look, you can't get rid of the Babadook. A rumbling sound, then three sharp knocks. That's when you'll know he's around. You'll see him if you look. Nothing bad's gonna happen, Sam. Did he think that about my dad before he died? Who sees things as they are, that one? I promise to protect you if you promise to protect me. Oh, my God. Did he hurt anyone? The boy has significant behavioural problems. This monster thing has got to stop, all right? It's just a book. It can't hurt you. Stalking me and my child. You can't get rid of the pepper dog. You can bring me the boy. You can bring me the boy. You can bring me the I figured that'd be on there. Yeah, yeah by, f- by far the best horror movie of the year. Um, and, you know, I-, I was talking to Laura about my list yesterday, and I was, I was actually flip-flopping between putting Gone Girl on here and The Babadook. And um, I settled on The Babadook because it actually brought up more interesting questions to me and more questions about the human psyche. Um, because Laura said, well, she said, in my mind, The Babadook is the f- fractured... Um, psyche of the mom breaking down and that's why mm. he shows up right so my wife interpreted that he isn't even there right um, I interpret that he is real yeah. but my wife didn't so to me that actually elevated the movie to me that two people can watch the same movie at the same time and have different interpretations of what happened in the film yeah um, wonderfully shot I love that it's a woman writer and director I think it gave it actually a different perspective um, because a lot of times you know horror movies can be really good and really bad. And a lot of times when you have the machoism of, I'm going to kill things really fast, it's going to be quick cuts and everything's going to happen. Show some boobs. Show some boobs. But in this one, it's really about a mom and her son and the traumatic life that they have because of his father's death in a car accident at the beginning. Um, 
and so it's it's just a really fascinating thing. It's a really slow burning horror film, a lot like Ty West's The House of the Devil and things like that. So um and it's beautifully shot. It's wonderfully shot. It's shot in a house, but it doesn't have that creepy too creepy of a haunted house look to it. It just looks like a a home that you would have if you were, you know, middle class in Australia. Um obviously, you know, they put blue filters and stuff in, but as she slips farther in and you don't know if she's sleeping, is she really seeing the Babadook? Right. Um, but there's some great scenes in it, too, where she'll... Um, she thinks she's being harassed because the Babadook is coming into her home, and she runs into the police station, and in on the uh, coat rack, there's, like, the outline of the Babadook, but it's just, you know, the policeman's coat and hat. Mm. Um, so there's little subtle things like that, I think, that are really, really cool in the film. Um, you can get it on On Demand right now. Um, I, if you like horror films, I definitely recommend getting The Babadook. Cool. Um, so, yeah, that's my number nine. It's funny. It's one of those that when you describe it, even though I don't like horror movies, I'm actually really interested in checking it out. You should it see out. it. I, I think it's a good horror film for people who don't like horror movies because it's more dramatic. Yeah. Not so much of, you know, crazy horror. Yeah. Cool. Brian? Or Brad? Brad? So just read the title, not the description. Okay. So now he's directing me on how to read his shit. Oh, my goodness. What a dick. Uh, Brad's number eight movie is X-Men Days of Future Past. What's the last thing you remember? I had a glimpse into the past. You're going to have to do for me what I once did for you. You'll need me as well. Side by side to end this war. Before it ever begins. So, I wake up in my younger body and then what? Find me. Convince me of all of this. It's going to take the two of us. And where do I find you? A different path. A darker path. Logan, I was a very different man. Lead me. Guide me. Be patient with me. Patience is my strongest suit. I was literally about to joke, like, just like I did with the Hunger Games, I was about to, like, jokingly go, like, X-Men, Days of Future Past. And then, wow, cool. Very cool. I don't 
Okay. Well, cause, just because you hated first... I remember. It's on my list, too. I don't remember what number it is, though. You hated first class so much that I wouldn't have expected that. Oh, yeah. The, the thing I wrote down here is why I liked it. It was entertaining. Got me to like, like X-Men movies again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I rewatched it last night, and I put it on my list. I don't remember. I think it's coming up soon, but... Um, I thought it was actually my next one. That's why I peaked. But uh, yeah, no, it's it's a great movie. Yeah, it's can only Brian Singer direct X Men movies because I know right. He ha, ha, there's something about like how he tells those stories and the uh, aesthetic he puts to it that uh, to me the other ones have seemed really kind of silly and like there's a disconnect mm-hmm. with uh, X Men. Like obviously there's that homosexual allegory to it, mm-hmm. so he probably identifies with that. But just overall, it was just fun and. It's crazy Fun because I was actually doing that last night, watching it, and I was watching my son at the same time, so I paused it at the part where, I think her name is Blink, and she's using all the portals, Yeah, oh, and, it, man. and I paused the screen, and it was purples and blues, and it looked so beautiful. Yeah, the action <laughs> scenes are so fun, and, like, that sequence is so mm-hmm. fun and inventive, and it starts out the movie, so you're like, oh, cool, this is, like, a great way, it's a different, it's not just characters punching and fighting, like, yeah, they, right. they choreograph this CGI fight that, scene. And two, it's, there's really big stakes at it, because those characters get murdered bad. Yeah. I mean, there's parts where Colossus is ripped in half, and for he some... He gets his arm ripped off, yeah. Yeah, and for some reason, I mean, I never cared about Colossus, but you care about him in that moment, you're like, yeah. oh, man. And it's just the beginning of the movie. Like, yeah, he, he has, has had no character development. Exactly, I think it's just because, I think you're right with the... Hit, Brian Seeger being um, gay as well, I think he identifies with that so much. And you feel like, why are these people being persecuted? You know, it's they're being hunted down systematically by robots that have no feelings, nothing at all, and mm-hmm. they're just killers. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so it is, it's a powerful movie. It really is. For a silly, time jumping, mutant superhero movie, it deals with it pretty heady heavy issues you know yeah and they uh you have to switch between two time periods and uh wolverine's got some funny lines the whole um professor x like after the last movie i think in uh first class i was going well that's stupid like he's already in the wheelchair like they just rebooted this thing mm-hmm. yeah uh give him time to walk around and in this movie he gets to walk around and the whole reason for that is a good like mental block plot that um, and I think Michael Fassbender is scary as Magneto. Oh, yeah. Because he has this ability to make you trust him, but there's something else behind it, you mm-hmm. know. Um, and that, I mean, the lifting of RFK Stadium, I mean, that's... And his whole so rage out amazing. on the plane. Yeah, it's yeah, it's just so well done. Oh, and, and the Quicksilver segment. Oh, yeah. oh. The, I, I, the, the Quicksilver is just amazing. Um, and... I love McAvoy's. I say it all the time, but he's like, I don't want your future. I, <laughs> every time I hear that, I'm like, I, I don't want it either. I believe him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's cool. I, I'm going to have to watch it again. It's actually, it's not on my list. And I, I think part of it is that um, because I haven't watched it in a while, the, I think back to it and I think about how kind of disappointed I am by the end of that movie. Because um, I think it just mm. sort of, like that last action sequence to me is flashy, but doesn't, I don't know. It doesn't wrap it up in the way that I expected it to. Um, but all you're right. Like those first two acts are so good. But I think that's uh, what makes actually it strong is it, it doesn't go where you expect it to. You know, yeah. it's Mystique's the one who's taking the chance. It, and my only, I love the movie. My only qualm is I think I said it too when we read it is that every time I see Richard Nixon now portrayed on screen, it's so cartoony. Yeah. And I don't know if it's just him or uh, obviously I wasn't alive when Richard Nixon was president, so. 
It's not as bad as the Watchmen one. The Watchmen one's really bad. Yeah. Also, like uh, as I was watching it, so they have the plastic guns, right? But are the bullets still plastic? Sure. Uh, how are sure, they lethal not? being plastic? Uh, sure. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I don't um, care about stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, whatever. Uh, so, they're yeah. aluminum because aluminum is not magnetic. Oh, good call. Um, and I think it's also the first movie like of the summer that I want to watch twice or something. Yeah. Hmm. So there's bonus points for that. So very yeah. cool, James. Oh yeah. Sorry. Um, all right. My number... Where are we? Eight? Yes. Yes. Okay. Cool. My number eight is The Box Trolls. In the town of Cheesebridge, when all good citizens are safe inside, beastly creatures roam the night. Box Trolls! Box Trolls are monsters! At least, that's what everyone's been told. Welcome to the magical world of the Box Trolls, where one lucky boy lives happily with his unusual family. They transform treasures into incredible inventions. Careful never to be seen. By human eyes. <gasps> I want every box troll gone. Let's go. Who are you, boy? I'm a box troll. Then let's see you fit in your box. Mm-hmm. Please help us. You need to look like a proper boy. Yes. Yes. No. When you meet someone, you must look them in the eye and shake hands. What are you doing? Box troll! Come out, come out! No more hiding, right? Right! I will destroy every last box troll in this town! Never seen one do that before. The Box Trolls. Off with the box. <laughs> That's my biggest regret of not seeing this year. Oh, man. You didn't see it? Mm-mm. I didn't cool. see it either. Um, oh, that's right. Yeah, it was just me and Steve. So oh. I, won't, I won't super spoil it, but um, for one thing, gorgeous movie, as Laker movies always are. Um, and this was one that um, it's... it's Actually, I can't even say that. Um, the story that it's telling is very original. It doesn't feel like you know. I don't. I don't think there's actually a legend of box trolls or anything like that. Um, and so it just stands out in my mind in the last you know ten years or so as as a studio that is creating really really original content for kids um, and for adults because the same thing is true here. Like. It's so much fun, doesn't matter who you are, to sit down and watch this movie and uh, to get to know these characters and 
you know, it it doesn't shy away from being scary or from from content that is a little bit edgy. Um, I, I I think it's really kind of a perfect family movie. Um, and the 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 moral that it is telling at the end of the day of whether or not you're a, a boy or a box troll is really cool. It's mm-hmm. really an interesting and inventive little nugget from the year. So, um, yeah, everybody should see this movie. Like, without hesitation, you should check this thing out. Well, the, the people that make it already, they, their other movies are amazing. Right. So, yeah. Uh, and this one, I don't even, it's hard for me to even talk about comparing the, the Lake of movies to each other. Like, Coraline is probably my least favorite, but to compare this to Paranorman, and you know how much I love Paranorman, this one's right there. Hmm. Uh, it's really, really fun. So, definitely worth checking out. Cool. Very cool. Uh, my number eight is, it's a good movie, um, but two, it's also for the experience mm. and a moment where I'm like, uh, I'm really watching this movie in a movie theater. <laughs> um, and my number eight is Veronica Mars. You were issued a private investigator's license for your 18th birthday. What do you think that says about a person? Compulsive, addictive personality. But that's not me anymore. My daughter, the big shot New York lawyer. You're destined for greatness. I've oversold you. My parents don't think that I could have landed a creature such as the one that I've described. Local authorities have ruled the death a homicide and are focusing their investigation on her boyfriend, Logan Eccles. I need your help, Veronica. I don't really do that anymore. What's this? I specifically told the agency and eager to please brunette. Dick. Hey, Logan, that girl who follows you around is here. Nine years of radio silence, and yet I still kind of knew I could count on you. We are going to the reunion. I'm shocked you even came to this. I knew you'd be here. You've been sitting there since graduation, haven't you? Veronica Mars. Look who it is. Most likely to blog and class buzzkill. You are just who I was looking for. Most likely to know where I can find the bar. Gross. No. Veronica, this is the whole case file. How'd you get this? I'm sure you know breaking and entering is a felony. Come on. I knew the felonies before I knew the state capitals. So are you going to ask if I did it? I wouldn't be here if I thought you did. America thinks he's guilty, and that's good enough for me. I know Logan has his qualities, but there's a darkness to that kid. There's just so much going on here right now. I just couldn't leave. Sure you could. Wait. Don't go. I'm on to something, Dad. It's big. Just the tip of the iceberg. Everyone is in the take. Veronica, whatever you're doing, please be careful. Come on. My needs are simple. What are you gonna do? Just stand down on me? Don't you think that's gotten a bit old? Original enough for ya? Um. Awesome. Because. I love Veronica Mars. Yeah. I love the TV show. And when they told me they're making a movie and I chipped in my $5 to help Veronica mm-hmm. Mars become a reality. Um, You're a real hey, saint. I, yeah. I chipped in, I think, 30 bucks to make Samurai Cop 2 a reality. So nice. don't feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, but to me, it was the experience. And I remember going to see it. I think it was March, right? Um, uh, yeah. yeah. And we're going there. And I, I was telling James, I said, we are going into a movie theater to watch Veronica Mars. And as soon as I sit down, I'm watching it. I'm right back into that world. I love the character. 
Um, her father, I freaking love. Mm-hmm. Um, There's really I, great surprises in that movie. Oh yeah, as James a, Franco's really funny in it. Yeah, <laughs> as a as a piece of fan service, it is. Yeah, it is nearly I, perfect. I mean, yeah, you can say things. Oh, the the plot's tied up conveniently. <laughs> um, That's Veronica Mars. But yeah, but at the same time, I had fun, and I love. You have to. Be, I don't know if you're if you're not a fan if you can enjoy the movie. Um, but I think you can. I think it's. I don't know, Brad. Did you enjoy Veronica? Did you see Veronica? I didn't Mars? see it. No. Um, I don't know. And I love Kristen Bell, and I love her eyes. Yeah. And um, <laughs> yeah, her eyes are perfect. Um, yeah, I think it's it's on my top twenty, but it didn't make it into mm-hmm. my top ten. And it's because as great as it is, it's not. At the end of the day, it's not my favorite Veronica Mars story. Sure. And so for that, it sort of holds it back in my mind. And it it is so fan servicey and and i love it and you're right it was amazing to actually see um no and you're right just didn't quite get it in there and see to me it's again i don't i don't do my list based on oh this is what people love yeah but to me it's like what is the experience for me yeah you know like brad's number 10 movie (laughs) to me it's i'm actually seeing it and the movie's well made and it's funny and um james franco's putting on skinny jeans i mean awesome it's awesome i don't know and you know i just had fun yeah and i love Kristen bell it's really good. That is all. Almost cool. as much as my wife. <laughs> <laughs> That's all That's I have awesome. to say about Veronica this was, Mars. This was a year of a lot of movies. Like, as I looked down the list, a lot of movies that when you told me, oh, we're going to make this movie, I said, that's <laughs> fucking stupid. Why would you do that? And then a lot of them ended up being really good. And, you know, I always get picked on for being, you know, the, uh, well, I don't know if picked on is the right word, but called out as the big blockbuster guy. And I think my top three movies grossed. I mean, my first three movies grossed like $3 million total. <laughs> I'm surprised. I yep. did not. Well, I figured Baba Duke would probably be on there, but. And I f- totally forgot about Veronica Mars. So. <laughs> yeah. So I'm glad I brought it back. Yeah. For all the marshmallows. Oh. All right, Ryan. Why don't you reveal my number seven? Lucky number seven. It's lucky number seven. Oh, wow. That movie. I actually expected this to be higher on your list. Brad's number seven is. Birdman. How did we end up here? This place is horrible. Smells like balls. We had it all. You were a movie star, remember? Who was this guy? He used to be Birdman. I like that poster. You wrote this adaptation? I did, yeah. And you're directing and starring in your adaptation. That's ambitious. Are you afraid people will say you're doing this play to battle the impression that you're a washed-up comic strip character? Absolutely not. That's why 20 years ago I said no to Birdman 4. Hold the mask off! You do have the mask off! Now you're about to destroy what's left of your career. We should have done that reality show they offered us. Shut up. You know I'm right. You're so nice. Hey, what's up? Why don't you try to rest a little bit? Face it, Dad. You're doing this because you're scared to death, like the rest of us, that you don't matter. And you know what? You're right. You don't. Baby, can you understand me now? Sometimes I get a little mad. Don't you know no one alive can always be an angel When things go wrong, they seem to go bad Listen to me I'm just a You are the original man Let's make a comeback Oh Lord, please, Lord, let me be 
on the That's table. what I'm talking about. You're Birdman. Ah! You are a god. Hey, is this for real or are you shooting a film? A film? You people are full of shit. Music. He's a Hollywood clown in a lacquer bird suit. Yes, he is. But he's going out on that stage and risking everything. It's about being respected and validated. Remember, that's what you told me. That's how you got me into this shit. I got a chance to do something right. I got to take it. Let's go back one more time and show them what we're capable of. There you go, you motherfucker. Yeah, I mean, it's, it should be higher, but, I mean, wait till you see the other choices. It's going to be a... <laughs> I don't it, know if it, that's a threat or... <laughs> it's a... Yeah, I'm, for a year that was really lackluster, um, mm-hmm. it was, I don't know, tough to... Like, okay. all the movies I liked were kind of... They're really not one, two, ten. Mm-hmm. It's like they're all in the same good, like, awesome sure. cluster. So yeah. trying to figure out where they fit in mm-hmm. the ranking was just like... You know, sometimes you're just like, fuck it, it's five, you know? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, Birdman made seven. And, um, yeah, because it was just really impressive. Um, yeah, I read I, your little thing there. Yeah, I mean, the cinematography in it is... Cinematography is fantastic. Pretty great. Uh, music's pretty interesting, mm-hmm. which I read it can't win an Oscar because it's it's only one instrument. Like, to win really? the really? score Oscar, you have to have, like, more than one. Yeah, it's huh. something, something like that. It's That's so dumb. More reason why the Academy Awards are lame. Yeah. yeah. And... Why even? Why Irrelevant. even have that be? So, uh, yeah. what's your favorite? My favorite moment in that is when he talks to Emma Stone, and they're in there, and she's oh. smoking a little weed. Yeah, like that. Oh. It's moments. I won't say that's my favorite moment, but like each of those, there's a couple of moments like that in the movie. They're all fantastic. Like, oh, when, but then I love when he confronts the critic. When he confronts yeah. the critic, when he's talking to uh, oh, Edward Norton, like figuring out the play early on. Mm. Um, oh yeah, that's a great scene. Uh, sometimes when he's talking to Zach Galifianakis, like they have good exchanges. Like the whole, like just the acting is mm. like a super high caliber in that movie. The cinematography is, uh, I got it's not 100 percent you know one shot, but it's like it's just creative and inventive. Mm. Um, it's, it's the whole movie is just contained basically in that theater. Yeah, um, it has an epic scale to it still. While yeah, the one thing I did like too is because of how the movie was shot. It was like you were stuck with. Michael Keaton's character, no matter what choices he made, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and I thought that was an interesting play on the movie. And the end is a little weird, but I mean, Meh. the rest of the movie is just so like, yeah, that, that's, that's that... where the movie really lost me. Yeah, is because I knew he was going to shoot himself on stage, and then um, that he didn't die, and then it got. He uh, does that flying around the city thing, yeah. which is like what's yeah goes die. on a little long, but disagree. Okay. Yeah. I cuz I as they were getting close to the him shooting himself I was like don't fucking do, do if you do that don't you dare leave me there cuz that's so predictable and stupid. Mm-hmm. Well, when so the, the fact that they went on your list you can defend it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm I, Wait, why am I defending it on your list? No, I really like that movie. Yeah. Um yeah, it's just uh, it's gorgeous and the acting is the acting alone, like just some of those scenes, like again, kind of like with with Fury, like that scene where he and and Edward Norton are are working out the play together. And they they keep doing the same lines of dialogue, and each time it's very different. It's just 
cool. And it's yeah. all very, that I mean that is all very clearly in one shot. Um so you understand just how talented those guys actually are. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's fantastic. It smells like balls. <laughs> it smells like balls. That's how the movie opens. It smells like balls. <laughs> Great. Yep. James, what do you got for seven? Very cool. My number seven, I'm going to change the tone here a little bit. It's been a little bit, you know, darker. A little, so, a little snooty. Yeah. How about, how about for number eyebrow. seven? How about for number seven? A little, t- little 22 Jump Street. relationship is something that requires constant work. Doc, I just feel like sometimes he's not even trying anymore. Seriously, he's okay. clingy, he's terrified of being by himself. Given all these strong feelings, why don't you hold hands? Um, he's literally reaching out for you. He won't hold my hand. You gotta interlock it, though. If you don't interlock it, you might as well just be friends. I'm... And not partners. How you bitches like Jump Street now? Hey, I got a big ass raise to babysit you two fuckers again. You going back to high school? No, you dumb motherfucker. Your ass look like you about fit. You going to MC State. Play on play. Why every time you speak, I want to throw the fuck up? Hot play. Beanbag chair. Hilarious shirt that signals we drink alcohol. Are you two fucking around in school again? It's the same case. Do the same thing. It's not exactly the same case because uh, one of us got laid last night. <laughs> We're talking missionary. We're talking missionary. Missionary. We're talking when I'm on top and she's on her back. Damn. Get the fuck back to work. We need an expert to consult. I heard someone's bringing a shit ton of that stuff down to Puerto Mexico for spring break. That's your lead, motherfucker. I know, but we don't know who it is. No, we don't know who it is. That's you. That doesn't sound anything like me. It's not not you. Eric, close your eyes and tell me who's talking right now. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's Schmidt being a little bitch. Look, you gotta take your thing to the next level, guys. Spring break, motherfucker. A grenade. You never know. Oh, why are you going to put it there? Feels right. Hey, my partner here, he want to see the product. Where'd you find these gringo, man? The fucking Mumford & Sons concert and shit? Remember me? I'm your best nightmare. I'm your worst nightmare. Go, go! No! What? No! What were you doing? What am I doing? Why'd you try to kiss me? I didn't fucking try and kiss you! No, you're leaning in again! I didn't want to kiss! This is the most uncomfortable fist fight I've ever been in. Hey, listen, there's a grenade in my shorts! Is that it? That's my dick! What about that? That's my dick also! What the police in my Sweet. Dude, wait, this... wait. Box Trolls is highbrow? Dark? <laughs> <laughs> you haven't seen it. That, dude, that movie can be a little scary. Yeah, 22 um, Jump Street. Awesome. 22 Jump Street. Uh, it's funny. I was talking to somebody earlier today, and I was like, I think that just by chance, this isn't as, as high as 21 Jump Street was on my list the year that that came out. But I think 22 Jump Street's better than that movie. Yeah. Um, if, if only if for... If they came out in the same year. Right. <laughs> oh, my, oh, my god, This gosh. would be above it, yeah. Holy shit. They should... Whoa. If they could have made these two movies come out in the same year, it would have been <laughs> one of the most amazing things that ever happened in film. March and no, November. Yeah. Do the exact same shit. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. That meta humor about, like, do, do the fucking same thing you did last time. Have you watched them back-to-back? Um, no. no. Stuff lines up, like 
chronologically, like in the time of the movie that exists, Holy like some shit. of the same plot should, like, and scenes end up in the same spots. I should like pull them up on two different streaming services and play them at the same time and <laughs> yeah. see. Yeah. Or like the, bros. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Um, yeah. That, that, that movie is just, <laughs> I don't know how to drive it. It drives you, dude. <laughs> some of the, be- like they are so consistently the funniest movies of the year. Um, and they, yeah, I, it's, it's hard to even talk about cause it's just, it's great. Uh-huh. Some of the tries to take a bullet for him misses. <laughs> oh no, dude, but it counts cause I tried to, no, it doesn't. <laughs> I still got shot. <laughs> yeah. Okay, bro. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so good. It's great. It's so good. <laughs> What are you talking about, man? I've been here the whole time at the end where they play all the sequels. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Seth Rogen's in one because of contract, contract dispute. dispute. Yeah. Oh, good stuff. Ballet school, and I, culinary school. <laughs> I I think it would be great if they did another one of those that was basically a play on Men in Black. Like, that sounds exactly like where that movie should go. 2121 Jump Street. Yeah. <laughs> in space. Uh, see, but I love, too, the, uh, the Blu-ray is one of my favorite Blu-rays of the year because mm. it has... So many jokes in it, and I mean, they have. The, Did you watch the dramatic cut? Oh, the dramatic <laughs> cut is awesome. <laughs> the nine minutes, like twelve, sixteen minutes or something. I think it's, yeah. I think it's just nine. Yeah, yeah. And it has a different ending. Yeah, it's <laughs> so funny. It's so good. It's so fucking good. The one thing that those guys do is, I think they make Blu-rays that are fun because yeah. they always have more jokes. They have different lines. Um, you know, the part where it's like, "I came home with a boner," <laughs> <laughs> and then the cut of like. Lying around, I don't know how many different takes Channing Tatum did, but it's pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty good. One of the things that's that's cool about those movies is that when they have action scenes, they're also still really good action scenes. Oh yeah, right. Like in a lot of comedies, they tend to just be pretty filler, and they're you know. Did you watch? Did you listen to the commentary? No, I haven't. They talk about the opening action scene where they're on the the semi. Oh my god, on the roof, so and then they're attached to each other, and then the 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 rig or whatever comes by to like. And Jonah Hill hits the metal beam and right. Chain Tame swings around. And they're joking on they're like, this is basically like a Warner Brothers cartoon because if that really <laughs> happened, my head would have gotten taken off. <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh, man. But, so good. Yeah. You, I mean, it's awesome. They don't take themselves seriously and, you know, just have fun with it. Yeah. When it's such a smart commentary on where action movies have been for the last mm-hmm. forever, um, that it's it's a very different kind of movie than in Edgar Wright, like Hot Fuzz. But it's it's just as smart. Oh, yeah. The way it, it comments on those movies. I so, agree. I mean, just that montage of them standing on top of the roof, like holding their guns up in the air. Oh, yeah. man, it's so good. Don't Rich- tell me that funny shit in detail, that story <laughs> you were telling me. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Reach for the grenade. No, it's my dick. Is this it? No, it's still my dick. <laughs> say something cool. Something cool. Dude, what'd you say? Something cool. I know, but what'd you say when you threw the grenade? Something cool. <laughs> oh, yeah, good cool. stuff. Uh, cool. See, we're laughing just talking and spelling yeah. off yeah. lines from the movie. You should definitely go see it. Brian? Uh, my number seven. Seven. John Elway. If there's a way, it's Elway. God damn it. Is X-Men Days of Future Past. No, look at that. Cool. Um, yeah, I already talked about it. It was fun. Yeah. Um, and watching it again, yeah, the action scenes are choreographed so well. Um, acting is top notch. I, I love Hugh Jackman as Wolverine. The Wolverine was in my top ten last year. Um, he just really has that character down. Um, it's gonna be weird one day when like he can't play that part anymore. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I can't see anyone else doing it at this point. No, I'm sure someone can because yeah. yeah. I mean, they. I'm sure they will, but yeah, it's it, weird. I mean, I think. Days of Future Past is his sixth 
time being Wolverine. So, um, is that the sixth X Men movie? Yeah, because we got X Men one, two, three. Wolverine, he's Origins. in first class. First class, so that's seven. Wolverine, oh yeah, then Days Future Past, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. so I uh, yeah, I like Wolverine a lot. Um, yeah, I just like the movie. Well it's done. Good. It's really good. Cool. Brad. Sweet. All right, Ryan. That was our first repeat. Mm-hmm. That's pretty deep. Got, Got six in. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't remember what this is, so cool. <laughs> why, don't you, why don't you remind me? Brad's number six movie is... Everything is awesome, guys. The Lego movie. Okay, and we're rolling and action. Just go ahead when you're ready. Sorry, I wasn't listening. I've just been batmailing on my bat phone. Yeah, can you just do the line, please? I'm Batman. No, the other line. Oh, right. I'm supposed to say some baloney about how you shouldn't click that skip button. Yeah, the sooner you do that, the sooner we can show people the trailer for the Lego movie. Ah, fine, 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 fine. Crank up those subwoofers, dude, and check this out. Good morning, apartment. Ready to start the day. Jumping jacks, hit them. One, two, three. I am so pumped up. Yes, overpriced coffee. That's $37. Awesome. Everything is awesome. Oh my gosh, I love this song. Everything is awesome. Ah, no, guys, wait up. Where am I? Come with me if you want to not die. What is happening? You're the special. And the prophecy states that you're the most important person in the universe. That's you, right? Uh, yes. That's me. Relax, everybody, I'm here. Batman? Awesome! Who are you here to see? I'm here to see your butt. Oh my gosh! Uh, ow! Wham! Uh, uh, first try! My fellow master builders, Hello. Lord Business plans to end the world as we know it. There is yet one hope. The special has arisen. I know what you're thinking. He is the least qualified person to lead us. And you are right. A house divided against itself would be better than this. Abraham Lincoln! I'm not the special. I'm just a regular, normal guy. You have the ability to be the special because I believe in you. Robots, destroy him! Aloha, loser! We're winging. It's a bad pun. Take him to the melding chamber. Isn't there supposed to also be a good cop? Hi, buddy. Would you like a glass of water? Yeah, actually. Too bad. What? I don't think he's ever had an original thought. That's not true. Introducing the double-decker couch. So everyone could watch TV together and be buddies. That is literally the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Let me handle this. That idea is just the worst. To the Batmobile. Dang it. To the invisible jet. Dang it. That is the most recent rewatch, and uh, I actually hadn't seen it since the theater. So when I watched it this week, I was like, "Oh yeah, this movie was a lot of fun." <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, it's a fun yeah. movie. Yeah, so. that movie. I think it's not in my top ten because I haven't rewatched it. It's literally sitting on my shelf. I got it Black Friday for eight dollars, and it's just sitting on my shelf. Yeah, 
Wait, so it's not your top ten? It's not. Oh, oh man. Because I haven't had time to rewatch it. <laughs> Dude. I actually thought that was gonna be like the first one that was gonna repeat, but really? I think it's not. Yeah. It's uh yeah, it that that's sort of the movie one of the movies I was talking about before as far as like when when they first announced like, Oh, we're gonna make a Lego movie, I was like, that's stupid. That'll never be good. Like you're gonna make some dumb little kids movie and then it's it's really cool. Yeah. Like some of the most fun I had in theaters all Isn't year. Is it the 22 Jump Street? Yeah. Yeah, it is. So they had a good um, year. <laughs> yeah. And then the, man, when it goes live action, that's the kicker. That's when that movie yeah. becomes. That's actually my least favorite part, but <laughs> I, I just mean, I wish the whole as, movie was just as a part of the Legos. story. Like for, for what they're trying to say with that movie, that's mm-hmm. when for me it, it locks it as like, Oh, you were doing a lot more than just here's a, a kid's movie with Legos in it. So Yeah. It's great. But too, you know, and there's there's a way uh Chris Pratt is an actor, he's not a trained voice actor, but he's so good as Emmett, you mm-hmm. know, and you have you can't just be a celebrity and do it. You have to go in and knowing how to play that part. And I think he's so great in it. And I love Liam Neeson's good cop, bad cop. And, <laughs> oh, so good. Hey buddy. <laughs> you know? Um did you watch the special features on that where they talk about they they got Liam Neeson to come in to do that voice and they expected him to do like the good cop lines and then come back like another day and do the bad cop lines and Liam Neeson wanted to do them like right next to each just other. like like this face was, his own face was switching he just wanted to say them back to back yeah sweet yeah like, just changing personalities like right. on the fly so that's pretty impressive yeah yeah he's pretty good yeah, yeah. he's pretty good yeah yeah and the whole movie's creative it's got a good message like I was saying before like the part that I didn't like is the live action only because it seems weird that they're driving home that point and then Will Ferrell's character just kind of like they go back to the Lego world and they come back out to him and he's just kind of staying there already changed. Like there was no catalyst for him to like suddenly other than like his kid's face being sad. Um, well, so I, think, I thought that was odd, but I think sometimes it, you get, I think the message is you get so wrapped up in your own being that you forget why you have the Legos and what they're there for. They're not just like I, I say with my action figures. Yeah. I could keep them in their plastic containers if I wanted, but I'm never going to sell them. Right. I want people to see how cool they are. Yeah. Um, mm. So, I think eventually you just realize that stuff. Mm-hmm. Yep. No, it's good. So yeah, James, cool. what's your six? Uh, my number six is. Um, oh yeah, this one's a this one was a surprise for sure. Um, my number six is Edge of Tomorrow. What I am about to tell you sounds crazy, but you have to listen to me very lives depend on it. This does not be end. You see, this isn't the first time. Now, we've had this conversation. What day is it? Judgment Day. You just came in with the fresh recruits. This is not the The invasion will fail, along with every soldier you are sending. We lose this is not everything. The Come find me when you wake up. What happened to you happened to me. 
you hijacked their power. I need your help. With what exactly? Winning the war. We can do this. Just come here every day and I'll train you. This is not... No matter what I do, this is as far as you go. Why does it matter what happens to me? soldier of course you're not you're a weapon yeah i love this movie yeah that oh man because I, I missed it when it was in theaters with when you guys went and saw it um and so when i saw it on on dvd all of a sudden i was like holy shit like this little movie that nobody went and saw because it was so poorly marketed was it made a hundred million dollars. Some of the, yeah, but by comparison to what it caught, like it was, it did not do what they wanted. No, not even close. Um, and and just from maybe they should have called it "Live Die Repeat." They probably should have. Mm-hmm. That would have been good. Even "All You Need Is Kill" is a better title yeah. than "Edge of Tomorrow" because "Edge of Tomorrow" it's a good title once you've seen it, but it's so forgettable. Yeah. The that, movie's great, and I, yeah. I i mean, I'm watching all of Tom Cruise's movies, even though I've seen most of them, right. but I still don't think he makes a bad movie. No. And when I listen to his interview on The Nerdist, and he talks about how hard he works at movies, I can see why. Yeah. And when you watch the special features on Edge of Tomorrow, yeah, he busts his ass. He, they do this thing where the script wasn't done for Edge of Tomorrow, and he said, I will work seven days a week to make sure this movie comes out right. Mm-hmm. And he's out the, on this set every day. Yeah. Watching everybody, and it's it's just a it's a super tight movie, to, especially mm-hmm. to do like that that Groundhog Day's kind of or Groundhog Day kind of story. Um, it it both ties itself together really well, and and also keeps its momentum, mm-hmm. keeps the story moving forward. Um, it's probably one of those where if you really went back and looked at it, you were like, how the hell did they actually do all this stuff in like the time that that we're saying that it happened? But it doesn't matter because you're just yeah. having so much fun following it. Um, and Willie Bunt's character is really, really cool. Yeah. Um, and the the man, the the aliens in that movie are gorgeous. Like really cool to look at. Really menacing. The idea of how they work and how. Um, how dangerous those aliens are is some of the coolest science fiction I saw this year. And what I love too in the past few years is you, you think you're watching every time he goes back. Right. And then you learn you're not, he's done this so many times and you learn that Emily Blunt's character did the same thing and how hard it is. And that's why it's hard for him to see her die all the time. And it's, it's pretty, it's, it's It's a lot deeper than people think. Oh yeah. It really is. Oh Yeah. I think it shows uh, up later. Well, it does show up later on my list. But. Cool. Very cool. Awesome. Ryan? Uh, my number six is... I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> I just did these like last night and I can't remember my order. Oh, my number six is Snowpiercer. This chaos. A thousand people in an iron box. 18 years I've hated my train. 18 years I've waited for this moment. This is the world. The train saved humanity. The engine lasts forever. 
the population must always be kept in balance. I said sit down. Passengers, eternal order flows from the sacred engine. We must occupy our preordained position. I belong to the front. You belong to the tail. Know your place. Keep your place. Those bastards in the front think they own us. We'll be different when we get there. What do you say? We take the engine. And we control the world. When is the time? Soon. This is disorder. We're going to the front. Open the gate. We know you well, Mr. Curtis. We've been watching you. Precisely 74% of you shall die. Everybody back! I'm not a leader. You're ready, Oh, that's a good movie. I, I watched it again a couple nights ago. Why, this movie's fucking badass. <laughs> yeah. Another movie, it doesn't make sense. <laughs> no. It's a train. Korean as hell. The, the train's circling the Earth because Earth is frozen. Um, I don't know how many cars are in it. Um, I don't know what's happening. I just know that Chris Evans kills a lot of people in it. Yep. Um, and he kicks ass in it. And each car is a, like a different thing uh-huh. there's, there's there's one car just full of guys with axes yeah because fuck it yeah and then they turn off the lights because it's cool to fight in the dark oh, and then they can't see it then that one dude runs with torches mm. all the way through the thing and everybody can, oh dude that movie's so awesome so good um and like the music's so cool in it uh, the movie's just it's uh, i rewatched it again the blu-ray is amazing too if you haven't got the blu-ray it has a second disc with like five hours of extras on it um it's just a cool movie, and uh, I, I was a I was a big fan of Chris Evans this year, um, and it's just another one of those that's kind of subtle. Um, Tilda Swinton as the, kind of the bad person in it, besides the main one, is really good. Um, John Hurt's really good in it. It has lots of twists and turns. Uh, I, I just freaking loved it, and it's violent and has tons of action. And you're right, there's a room that people are just full of axes and then <laughs> I, I forgot the part where they go into the room and this dude holds up a catfish and like cuts its guts out with an axe and then they pass the catfish back and then they start fighting i don't know what the catfish is supposed to symbolize oh yeah but um i don't know they Something started korean fight. yeah they started fighting yeah and they're chopping people up yeah that movie's weird it's yeah. awesome though it's a weird one so yeah, <laughs> yeah my number six was snow piercer that's so cool all right, halfway through. Wow. Halfway. Ryan, we're, we're tell them okay. number five. Number five. Brad's number five is Guardians of the Galaxy. I come from Earth, a planet of outlaws. My name is Peter Quill. There's one other name you might know me by. Star-Lord. 
Who? Well, Star-Lord, man. Legendary outlaw. Guys? Forget it. So here we are. A thief, two thugs, an assassin, and a maniac. But we're not gonna stand by as evil wipes out the galaxy. I guess we're stuck together. Partners. Are you telling me the fate of 12 billion people is in the hands of these criminals? Oh, yeah. I look around, you know what I see? Losers. But life's giving us a chance. To do what? Something good? Something bad? A bit of both. Oh, what the hell? I don't got that long a lifespan anyway. themselves the guardians of the galaxy this might not be the best idea Fucking yeah. sweeping everything, aren't you? Yeah, it's, it's that low just because I wanted to fuck you guys. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just, I've, I'm not a Marvel guy. Yeah. Um, I like Marvel movies, but going in, I had no pre-connotations of these characters. And um, probably the biggest thing was I, I went and saw this movie having not slept for like two days. And I went and saw the 3D version and just like right away being instantly transported. Mm-hmm. Like normally 3D sucks, but I was... They did it right in that opening scene when Star Lord's walking across that planet jamming. Um, I just felt like I was there, and even like the titles are just kind of floating around. Like when he picks up that rat or something and uses it as a mic. mic, (laughs) And see, I think the movie works so well. It shows up later on my list. I think it works so well because you're right. There's no preconceived notions of who these people are, so you can just say, "Okay, this is what it is. This is the world." Learn as I go. Yeah. This is the world we're going to learn as we go, and as long as it's told well and the story's fun, then it works. Mm. And the story is super fun. I mean, it's pretty straightforward: good versus evil. But yeah. I mean, the way, just like the little nuances, like the little, like the production design, and obviously the characters are really charismatic. And mm-hmm. um, and there's know. another one when I was watching on Blu-ray. I'm like, this movie's beautiful. Oh yeah. I mean, the colors and I, I it just blew my mind just watching it. Uh, yeah. It's it's a fun movie, um, yeah. and I think because there is, it's not weighted down by the continuity of a Batman mm-hmm. or Superman. I think actually helps the movie. And it's not necessarily other than Thanos. It's not really tied into other Marvel mm-hmm. continuity yet, right. so it's still its own thing. Um, and it's not really a superhero movie. It's it's a 
space opera type movie. Yeah. So it's, yeah. it's, it's a different genre of, for Marvel movies too. So Yeah, and you can get away with stuff. I mean, they're, when they're breaking out of the prison and, you know, Star-Lord just talks the dude out of his foot mm-hmm. or his leg and, you know, Rocket says, oh, that worked. You got his leg? <laughs> yeah. what, did it, what did his face look like when you took it? You know, stuff like that wouldn't work in a Batman movie because you can't have that kind of stuff. In Guardians of the Galaxy, who cares? Yeah. You can be crazy because James Gunn made it, you know? This is a guy yeah. who made Super, so you can... <laughs> Do whatever you want. Yep. Once again, somebody said, oh, we're going to make a Guardians of the Galaxy movie. And I went, that sounds fucking stupid. Oh, we're going to give it to James Gunn. What the fuck are you thinking? <laughs> and then he makes this movie that's just tonally perfect. And I remember, like, uh, I did not know what to expect of it. Then when I saw the first trailer, I said, okay, yep, uh, I'm down with this movie right yep. now. Yeah. Yeah. From the very... It, it, and I said this back when we reviewed it, it, it was for me a lot like Scott Pilgrim where it started and I started to grin and I didn't stop grinning until the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, even then it was just like it stopped and I went, can we just go back again? Because that was so much fun. Um, and, you know, it's, it's funny because, and this is true for a lot of the Marvel movies, is you can give it a hard time about like its villain or whatever the plot actually is. It doesn't matter because they focus so well on those characters and make those characters so much fun to be around that by the end of the day, you're like, I don't give a shit about what they're doing. I just want to spend time with those people because they feel like my friends. Mm. That too. Uh, And, you know, I mean, the end of the movie, Star-Lord dances in front of Ronan the Accuser, a guy who can kill people by looking at him. Right. He uses his to, moves to defeat him. Yeah, yeah. to distract him. It, yeah. It's you can only get away with a movie like I, I don't. I couldn't even tell you another movie you get away with that in. Right. But because of how well they set up the universe and the character of Star Lord, like yeah, you can do that. Right. It makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah, and they do. They flush out that world so well. Like the Nova feels like a thing, and like yeah, it's. It's great. It's a nearly perfect movie for mm-hmm. me. Um, so, yeah, it's a little higher on my list. <laughs> Mine, too. I forget where. Actually, yeah. I think I remember now. Am I next? You're yeah. next. Okay. Number five. Well, we'll just, you know, keep the old Marvel train rolling, because my number five is Captain America the Winter Soldier. Most of the intelligence community doesn't believe he exists. ones that do call him the Winter Soldier. He's a ghost. You'll never find him. I joined S.H.I.E.L.D. to protect people. Captain, to build a better world sometimes means tearing the old one down. And that makes enemies. start we just did the price of freedom is high and it's a price i'm willing to pay 
told me not to trust anyone. This is how it ends. Everything goes. Looks like you're giving the orders now, Captain. Damn right. guys from the bad guys if they're shooting at you they're bad another one that's higher on my list uh yeah great movie yeah uh it's man uh I, I kind of felt like when they announced they were going to do this, I was like, this is this is going to be really cool. But it almost felt like they were going to, you know, bite off more than they could chew in one little movie. But it's really, really fun. Uh, takes Captain, Captain America the way that I like him and makes him into that sort of tactical leader. Um, I really love this movie. And it's probably one of the smartest, if not the smartest, Marvel movie they've made. Uh, as far as who the villain is and what they're really dealing with and all of the things I just said they can get away with in a Marvel movie, like having a poor villain and a a poor plot and all that stuff, this one doesn't have that. Mm -hmm. It has a really cool plot and really cool villains. Um, And (laughs) I was at a wedding this year and people, there were these CU master's students who were sitting there talking about like, the themes of the movie and talking about how they really wish that it would, you know, really address like the, some of the problems with, um, you know, fascism and like the, the evils of America and shit like that. And how, you know, and I'm like, I'm like, what the, f- you missed it. Like, it's all in there. Like, yeah, you're fucking douchey college students. So you really want <laughs> a movie that just tears down America. And that's not really what you're going to get here, but they do make this movie about how, because we believe that a villain is dead, that villain is actually able to grow inside of us. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just makes for a really, really cool story. And then you put Captain America in an elevator and have him kick the shit out of people, and you're like, this is awesome. Yeah. This is the coolest thing I've seen. It is, it's, a, it's such a well-done movie. And I, because I'm so well-versed in comics, and I, I know the story of the Winter Soldier because I own those comics and right. I remember reading it. But I didn't take into account, and I didn't know until I watched the movie with an audience that people were shocked that it was Bucky. Right. And I could have sworn, I'm like, isn't that like revealed in the trailer or no. um, you can tell it's him, but I, I guess not. My and mom didn't know. Exactly. But I guess I just took for granted that everybody would know the story of the winter soldier. And I remember when he took off his mask and people gasped, said, Oh my God, it's Bucky. Right. Um, and there's all this setup early on in the movie where they're talking about Bucky. And I was sitting there going like, guys, this is too obvious. Like mm-hmm. people are going to know, <laughs> like this is re- you're totally spoiling this. Like that's too bad. And then, yeah, like I'm sitting next to my mom and she goes, Oh, it's Bucky. It's like, yeah. To be yeah. honest, I think he died so hilariously in the first movie uh-huh. that I didn't really like his face didn't right. stay with me. So, I mean, I knew who, cause, cause mm-hmm. of you. Yeah. But like visually, I still can't connect it, mm, right? So, but yeah, I mean, the fight with them on the uh, the freeway was so awesome. Oh yeah, um, him him fighting it, with the Quinjet, like yeah, surfing the Quinjet is so cool. Or jumping out of the airplane and then landing on a boat and kicking a bunch of terrorist butts with his shield. That stuff's fun. Yeah, go America. Yeah, it's so good. Heck yeah, cool. Ryan, yeah, you are number five. Moving along, huh? My number five is 
Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. Ooh. be another way. Another big blockbuster, I think smarter than um, I was expecting it to be. Yeah, um, I agree. It has a lot of... One, it, it's it's visually the most amazing movie of the year, I think. Um, I think the, the, the apes in it are some of the best motion-captured characters ever put on screen. Um, especially, I just watched it uh, last night, and I was like, wow. Because they had, the special features had rise on there mm. and then they're showing that and then they'd go to andy circus being caesar in this one three years guys I, I couldn't tell you how amazing it looks yeah and how far technology has come um but the message overall is um who's really the bad guy right is it the apes or is it people and i think you can make case for both of them in it mm-hmm. um because they're both lead to their own downfall and even caesar at the end basically says you know hey it's already Though you can't stop the war, it's already going to happen. And right. um, I mean, in it, it takes place ten years after Rise. Um, people are wiped out by the simian flu. Um, the apes have created a home in San Francisco, thinking there's no more humans. And then the humans show up and are scared of them, and they shoot uh, one of the apes, and it creates this interesting conflict. Um, and I just think the movie's well done. It's uh, Matt Reeves 
who I love. He did Let Me In and Cloverfield, um, movies I, I love. And I just think uh, there's the scene where Koba, who leads the army against the humans, where he is riding a horse towards a tank, and there's one long shot oh, of man. behind the tank's point of view, and he jumps on, kills a guy with the gun on the tank, jumps in the tank. The camera never changes perspective, and he just rides that tank into the wall, shooting it. And it's one of the most amazing shots of the Shit. year. Um, and and if watching monkeys ride horses and shooting guns and throwing bows and arrows, hey, I'm all for that too. It's really good. Um, yeah, it, it's it's a really really good movie. Now that um, you talk about it, I really wish I'd had a chance to go back and rewatch it because it probably because I I didn't like Rise. Like I was a really I was very against Rise back when we first saw it, and then Dawn. Oh man, that honestly made me like Rise of the Planet of the Apes more. Hmm. Um, in fact, so much more that I made my parents watch it, t- telling them, you're not going to like this movie, but I need you to watch Rise of the Planet of the Apes because Dawn is going to come out and you have to see that because <laughs> it's real, real good. Um, so, yeah, man, it's not on my list. I wish it was because even now, like listening to you talk about, yeah, that tank scene, oh, man, but Matt to, Reeves is so good. Even uh, Koba has an amazing moment where... Um, Caesar tells him that he's going to let the humans go to the dam to get power for human work. And Koba points to all the scars and goes, human work. Oh, and it's good. It's, it's interesting. And then how uh, Koba, because he doesn't trust humans, ends up assassinating Caesar yeah. uh-huh, to, uh, to prove a point. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's, it's such a great movie. It, yeah. it really is. It's, uh, obviously it's one of my favorite movies of the year. So, yeah. Um, another big blockbuster makes it into Ryan's list. So good. Brad. All right. Four. Bring it on four. Number four. What is that? Diarrhea? What? Brad's oh, as opposed to number one or number two. Um. Number four would be. <laughs> Brad's number four is another one. The Grand Budapest Hotel. Run to the Cathedral of Santa Maria in Bruckneplatz, buy one of the plain half-length candles and take back four Klubecks in change. Light it in the sacristy, say a brief rosary, then go to Mendel's and get me a courtesan au chocolat. If there's any money left, give it to the crippled shoeshine boy. Hold it. Who are you? I'm Zero, sir. The new lobby boy. And so my life began. Junior lobby boy in training under the strict command of Monsieur Gustave H., I began to realize that many of the hotel's most valued and distinguished guests came for him. I love you. I love you. She was dynamite in the sack, by the way. She was 84. Mm, I've had older. I became his pupil, and he was to be my counselor and guardian. The police are here. Tell them I'll be right now. She's been murdered, and you think I did it. Hey! Stop! This is Madame D's last will and testament. To Monsieur Gustave H, I bequeath a painting known as Boy with Apple. It's a masterpiece. The rest of this shit is worthless junk. This man is a ruthless adventurer and a con artist who preys on mentally feeble, sick old ladies. And he probably fucks them, too. How's that supposed to make me feel? Did he just throw my cat out the window? You see, there are still faint glimmers of civilization left in this barbaric slaughterhouse that was once known as humanity. Indeed, that's what we provide in our own modest, humble, insignificant... Oh, fuck it. What's the meaning of this shit? 
Boy with apple, I thought you did. I now. Are you fucking kidding me? I could have sworn it'd be number one. You right? And, I knew you would do that. You're like, uh, <laughs> you? g- give me your dick, Wes Anderson. Um, <laughs> oddly, it says most relentless, relentlessly funny movie of the year. I think that's just a carryover from this template I've been using. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot to run it in because uh, um, it's funny, uh, but uh, it's a Wes Anderson movie. I like Wes Anderson movies. Um, I don't know. I, what I like about it, though, about that movie is it takes chances you don't expect. I mean, when they throw the cat out the window, yeah. when oh, Jeff yeah, Goldblum right. gets his fingers severed. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, it's just—it's weird. It's, it's really quirky. Yeah, it is really quirky. But again, with every Wes Anderson movie, I have to watch it for like ten minutes before I get into it because mm-hmm. he's has such a world that you have to be a part of. Is I, that the same way with you? You're such a big fan of his. Um, this one—it's funny you said that because I do remember being in the theater that first, like that opening night, mm-hmm. and. It might have been because some of the crowd was distracting, but I didn't get settled in until they went from the ho- like the uh, the current hotel into the past. Like once they got mm-hmm. into the past, I started getting into the movie. But that right. whole part where he's just meeting uh, Zero as an old man, like I wasn't following until mm-hmm. um, he transitioned into the past. And mm-hmm. yeah, um, but and Ray Fiennes' character is such a oh yeah one of my favorite, ca- like of my favorite characters of the year. <laughs> yeah, he really like owned that and. I, yeah, some of the mystery is kind of cool. Um, yeah, it's a gorgeous movie. Oh, oh, all of oh, these yes. are, but yeah, it, it is. It sounds weird saying that, but yeah, I mean, it looks great. But mm-hmm. he's just has a way of he's so meticulous mm-hmm. with how he shoots. Yeah, like you go back and watch Battle Rocket, and it's it's uh you know it's got his style, but it's very like it's set in this world. But in you know after doing like Fantastic Mr. Fox and stuff, you start to see like he has control over every mm-hmm. you're right pixel of that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so he's got like stuff framed just like a total fantasy. Mm-hmm. Um, now. Yeah, like the the I think the wide shots of them sl- sledding down the hill. I which are like it's got to be some sort of claymation. Yeah, like stop like motion stuff. Yeah, yeah. it's uh, it's cool. Yeah, how he mixes. Really yeah, those. Or I think sometimes even the hotel is like a mm-hmm. like the landscapes are just yeah. like like a purpose. Like a yeah, it's, yeah. yeah, it's supposed to be purposely look like a miniature with you know those old timey miniatures that had. I don't know the movement pieces, but they're all jerky in it. You know what I mean? Yeah, right, um, right. I guess he started doing that in Life Aquatic, but like now it's 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 his palette. Like it's right. a blend of live action and all this stop motion or claymation stuff. And yeah, yeah, just a quirky, beautiful movie. It's a good pick. It's so a good pick. That's my number four. What's your number four, James? My number four is Boyhood. Hmm. Bumpers. Life doesn't give you bumpers. We have a new student joining us today. Hey, dude. Welcome to the suck. 
Mom. Have you been partying? A little bit. Oh, okay. What do you want to be, Mason? What do you want to do? You uh, like little boys. Uh, you son of a bitch. You son of a bitch. No. Uh, you know, it's funny. I think last year was the year that I I really got into Richard Linklater. Uh, and this movie is, you know, it's not always perfect. Um, and it's not, uh, you know, it asks a lot. Unlike men, women, and children, it asks a lot of questions. And I don't necessarily always love the way it asks them. Um, but it is such a a masterpiece of how to make a movie right like to to the dedication to take 12 years and use the same actors and tell that kind of a story it it feels very different from probably any other movie i've ever seen um to have that experience where you're really watching a kid grow up uh is it's special um and at the end of the day i i really like those characters and and care about them probably more than I normally would for a movie like this because of the way that I, because of the way that you interact with them in a movie that's made this way. Um, it's just really enjoyable. Did either of you guys get a chance to see it? Damn. Okay. Um, yeah, just a really cool movie. Uh, and you know, I like the way that Richard Linklater sort of writes his scripts. I, I think there's probably <laughs> definitely, there's probably more of a script here than there is in a before sunset where, it really is just people talking because um, here every scene has something they've got to get to and a way that it's got to be done, especially in some of the more serious and darker segments of the movie where families are falling apart and horrible things are starting to happen. You know, that stuff is obviously really scripted, but um, the joy of a movie like this is when you just put two characters that you feel like you've grown up with into a car and have them talk for a while Um and the way that they talk, they're they're not deliberately calling back to things they've said before the way that we are used to, but the tone, the themes, the kind of way that they talk to each other reminds you of conversations that they've had before and sews the whole movie together in a certain way that's very different than a traditionally scripted story. Um, so that when when the dad talks to the son near the end of the movie, it reminds you and, and makes you understand what it is he's trying to say about that relationship, but he's not saying the same stuff and it's not really a callback and we're not, we're not trying to get somewhere with the story. We're just sort of existing and that on its own is the story. Um, it's, you know, the, the fact that I just said that pretentious as shit, but who cares because this was a very special movie that people should check out. So, too bad you guys didn't get a chance to see you know, it. No, it's one of the ones that I probably should have. But yeah. Meh. Yeah. I'll live. <laughs> <laughs> um, get ready to get through going through these fast, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, my number four is Edge of Tomorrow. Oh, cool. So, yeah. yeah. I fucking knew it. It's a good <laughs> movie. Um, Actually, I thought it'd be higher. Really? Yeah. Um, I, I, Three at least. I, I like Tom Cruise. Um, I like this movie a lot. Yeah. It's yeah. cool action scenes. Yeah, it's really fun. Uh, Emily and, Blunt's really great in it. 
and I'll be honest, I think part of why it's as high on my list as it, as it is is because it was such a surprise. Yeah. Um, because I I thought like, oh, you know, it's going to be an action-y Tom Cruise movie. Uh, and then to see it and go like, oh, this is really original and fun and like, well, that too. I mean, yeah, I mean, like I said, I know Tom Cruise makes good movies, but when I saw the trailer, I, I was thinking, meh. Yeah, I'll see it, but I don't That's know what how I mean. great like, it's going to be. You know what I mean? I knew it was going to be a great action movie. Yeah, I didn't know it was going to be a great science fiction movie. Yeah, you're right. Right. Um, so that and Tom Cruise is good at, at the beginning. You hate him because he's not yeah. a good guy. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So yeah. Uh, number you, you believe four. his growth. Number four, Edge of Tomorrow. Um, I don't even bother handing you an envelope because I remember what my three is, and it's 22 Jump Street. So oh, nice. cool. Uh, yeah, I'll open it up just to look at it. <laughs> you have to. You spend um, so much night. Like, they look legitimate. Yeah, like, just, I just read an Oscar. <laughs> I wrote, funny, never stop laughing, clever. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's, it's so, you know, like we said, we had so much fun just reliving it just, you know, 30, 40 minutes ago. Yeah. You know, their part where... Um, you know, Janko finds out that Schmidt slept with uh, Ice Cube's daughter, mm-hmm. but it takes him a little while. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> and he's like, oh, shit. And like you for the next minute and a half, he's yeah. like, <laughs> going through. Yeah. It's, it's oh. things like that is. Yeah. Um, the funny story was that you're saying like, oh, Grand Budapest should have been higher on your mm-hmm. list. And uh, it was up until I left today. And I was putting really? the little things in the envelopes. And uh, I got to those two. And I was like, wait. I like Grand Budapest, but I didn't watch that like eight times in one weekend. <laughs> so, so I guess 22 Jump Street should go ahead. Yeah, because so. I mean, you enjoyed it more, obviously. Yeah. yeah. And nothing wrong with that. Yeah. That's why, cool. that's why we, art is always subjective. That's what our lists are about. They're yeah. not about fancy gold statues. Exactly. They're about What did you fun have fun watching? Entertainment. James, what's your number three? My number three is not a movie we've talked about. Ooh. My number three is Interstellar. What are you going to do with it? I'm going to give it something socially responsible to do. Can't we just let it go? This thing needs to learn how to adapt, Murph. Our gang, let's mask up. Like the rest of us. This world's a treasure. It's been telling us to leave for a while now. Your daughter's generation will be the last to survive on Earth. You're the best pilot we ever had. Get out there and save the world. Everybody ready to say goodbye to our solar system? To our galaxy. Here we go. down fast, don't we? Actually, we want to get there in one piece. Hang on. We have a mission. Our mission does not work if the people on Earth are dead by the time we pull it off. When we got this far, are there been any human in history? Well, not far enough. Make it count. Where's the mountains? Those aren't mountains. They're waves. I'm not gonna make it! Yes, you are. Yes, you are. 
you might have to decide if you've seen your children again. And the future of the human race. We'll find a way. That we always have. Shocking. Uh, the movie or just the soundtrack? <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it's slightly shocking that a space movie with Matthew McConaughey in it is not my number one. Because I think I did predict early on, like, oh, fuck. Like, mm-hmm. if I make my number one movie this year, another I thought Matthew it was going to be Interstellar movie? because how much you talked about it yeah. and our review of it and how much you loved it. Dude, um, I love this movie. I, I really love that movie. Like, it's the only... Li- Let me think. Yeah, the only movie on my top this. ten list here that made me cry. Um yeah, it's just, it's gorgeous, and yes, I'm super biased to <laughs> NASA stuff, and I love McConaughey. I know it's like Christopher Nolan's great. really was like fondling your balls when oh, you're yeah. making that movie. Oh yeah, it's like your Grand um, Budapest Hotel, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> right. Um, and it, you know, I think it uh, the story that it's telling, as far as a father father daughter story, is so so strong, and is exactly what I would have wanted. The only reason it's not my number one is because at the end of the day. I had I ended up having more fun with the two movies above it. Mm. Um, it's a super solid movie that I will love forever, um, and and really original, right? Like it's yeah. the only. There was an article this week that that it's the only movie in the top ten as far as grossing movies of 2014 that is an original movie. Everything else is sequels or remakes or anything like that. Um, and it's cool that Christopher Nolan can go make a movie like an Inter- Inception or an Interstellar um, or a Prestige that is a big budget, crazy movie with a big premise and have it make a lot of money because he is putting so much craft into it. Um, and I have problems with Interstellar. I don't think it's perfect. Um, but it is why I like movies. So I was uh, listening to a podcast today and someone brought it, or not today, but anyway, yeah, doesn't matter. Um, someone brought up that it, the plot is actually kind of just frequency in a way. Oh, totally. <laughs> yeah. That old movie. Uh-huh. Uh, and I, yeah. I like frequency. Um, yeah. But, and it's like frequency on crack. Like, it's it's frequency to the nth, right? Like, frequency is like, oh, the Aurora Borealis, let's send radio signals back in time. Yeah. Yeah. And this is like... Goes a little no, further like, to try to explain it. We yeah. go through a fucking black hole, and that sends us through time, and like all of that stuff is so smart. And, dude, how fucking crazy was it when... Matt Damon comes out of that friggin' pod and you're like, what the shit is going on? Mm-hmm. You know, and this this character that they have set up in the background, all of a sudden, you know, halfway through the movie, we they start building an, an entirely new character and um ah oh, man, it's so good. Man. Yeah, it's it's this and Birdman were my most conflicted movies of the year. Yeah. Where I enjoyed them, but there's parts of them I just couldn't get over. Yeah. Uh, Interstellar was all the stuff that didn't involve McConaughey saying why he was saving the world. Right. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, it's uh, the movie is beautiful. Um, and I do applaud Christopher Nolan because he's not, he's a, I mean, he's the, maybe the biggest A list director now. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't rest on, oh, I can do whatever I want. He actually, I think, challenges himself. Mm hmm. And he's willing to take a chance on a movie like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. I, I don't think anybody else could have made that movie. Yeah, yeah. He's not taking jobs to do sequels mm-hmm. of big budget things. He's like, I'm going to try and make something original, even though it's... Yeah. There's nothing original, but I mean, he's trying to do something that's like stands on its own. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, I applaud him for that. It's cool. I don't applaud him for making Anne Hathaway go onto that water world and get try to get that beacon. 
I don't applaud him for the way he does the sound because I think the sound is fucked in that movie. But hey, but the score is real good. Remember, art's objective. It's also just real loud, so it's great. It's a good movie. Yep. I would, I would, I would tell everybody they need to see it for oh, sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, it was hovering around my ten. Yeah, uh, my number three is Guardians of the Galaxy. Ooh, so we already talked about that. Yep, yeah. it's, it's a great fun. movie. It's a really great movie. Yeah, I got a new cool. one. Cool. You got a new one. Read my oh, two. Right? I got to read a new oh, one. Oh man, number two. We're getting so close. Number two for what Brad. Could it be? You're such a fucking ass. <laughs> <laughs> it's a diary of Anya Frank. In a world where one woman's ambition to be a writer reveals her friend's darkest secrets. This is about us? What secrets do these three people possess? This could ruin our lives. Their friendship hangs in the balance. You're using our pain for financial gain. I mean, frankly, I'm offended. How far will Anya go to find out the truth? I'm showing the world the truth. Find out Sunday, August 10th, 2 p.m. at the Oriental Theater. The Diary of Anya Frank. The new dark comedy from Nebulous Visions. This time, it's personal. Now I know what your number one is, you (laughs) son of a... Oh my god. So Brad's number two is a movie he made. Yep. <laughs> oh my god! Of course, I'm gonna put my own movie on the list. Oh, it my came god. out this year. <laughs> I mean, it's not as long as the other ones, but um, it, it got an award. Actually, that's not. It well, did. I, I guess we've never said that short films don't count. Yeah. Oh wow! Short films. There's live action and what's the other one? The uh, animated. Yeah, the animated. There's shorts. It's so tell a, us why it's one of your favorite movies of the year. Because I made it. <laughs> how, did, how did it speak to you? It spoke to me because I got to hang out with my friends over a weekend and make cool mm-hmm. shit. Oh, and man. people liked it. It was funny. And it got an award. So Good job. Yeah. Good job. <laughs> pimp, pimp your shit. Where can people find it? <laughs> yeah, where, where can we find your stuff, Brad? Um, it's, it's, you can watch it right now on uh, .com. Um You'll, the DVD will come out soon, or the Blu-ray will be coming out soon, so we'll announce that eventually. And um, yeah, you're, I'm very proud of you, Brad. You're a Thanks, dirty, guys. you're a dirty, dirty son of a bitch. <laughs> I, I was reading that, I was like, <laughs> yeah, that's good. Don't oh. say my number one because I knew as soon as you did read that, but there's no way around it. Yeah, because yeah. the number you one always is, find a way to cheat. It's not a cheat. <laughs> How's it a cheat this time? So, like, if you ever get into the Academy, you're going to make sure you vote for your own movie? Yeah. <laughs> like, they don't? No, I'm just saying. <laughs> well, that's true. Yeah, that's good, true. good job, Brad. Thanks, yeah, guys. Good job. James, what's your number two? My number two is Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, I mean, we've talked about it plenty. It's your number one. Some of the most fun that I have had. James is tripping me out right now. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And again, yeah. What? Who? Who thought that movie was going to be good? Uh, do you do you find it weird too when people don't like that movie? And you're yeah. like, what, what do you not like about that movie? Right, like what? It's what do you want? Yeah, like, do you want every movie to be Boyhood? Because like that would be. I have really a friend lame. who posted on Facebook about how much he disliked Guardians, and I just was like, what do you not like about it? I don't understand people. I don't understand trolls like that. You know, where you just don't like something. Because well, I mean, you don't if you don't like, like sci-fi or something, or like, or just that, if he just says he didn't like saga. it, but the fact that he can't defend why, yeah, that's yeah. suspicious. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. Like, you just don't like it because everybody else likes it. And yeah, that's a, and that's um, a silly thing, right? For sure. For so, sure. Um, so, cool. Yeah. Um, all right, Ryan. What's your number two? Uh, my number two is a number two. 
What? It's you mean it's poop? It's Captain oh. America: The Winter Soldier. Oh, uh, cool. I love this movie. Yeah, um, yeah. It made me happy uh, because Captain America is inside of an elevator, and he's <laughs> he's punching people and using a shield. And then at the end, he flips up his shield like it's a skateboard and catches it. It's way cooler than, than and then like... you don't know how it hooks onto the back of him, but it always does. Yeah. Um, and then he takes down a helicarrier with his shield. You, you know who's really good? <laughs> oh, no, hold on. Okay. A, Blackwood is really cool in that movie. Yeah. So that's awesome. But the opening sequence of that movie on the, on the, the boat mm-hmm. may be the best action scene of the year. Like maybe that when he runs and kicks that dude and boo oh like I'll say it differently maybe the coolest superpower of the year right like the most impressive as as cool as Quicksilver is in mm-hmm. X Men like I wasn't as impressed as when Captain America kicks a dude in the chest that and it's like, a superhero movie that's a spy thriller right so cool and oh man dude we we live in an age. Where Robert Redford said Hell Hydra. Yeah. Dude, if I had a mic in the theater and I I would drop it. (laughs) He just said Hell Hydra. Robert Redford, the Sundance kid, just said Hell Hydra. Yeah. Oh, gosh. uh, Just the fact that Robert Redford did a goddamn Marvel movie is crazy. But that's the thing is uh, Christopher Nolan made it okay for big actors to be in these movies. Right. Because yeah. people, I, that's what I well, never. And Marvel makes it okay because they make those characters interesting enough, right? Yeah, like if Robert Redford was just playing some dumbass villain where he was just like, oh, "I built a laser into the sky to melt all the ice, fight it, James Bond," like that would be lame as hell, and mm-hmm. he would never take that role. Um, but the role he's playing is really subversive and cool. Yeah. So, and I think that's you know, I, I never got that where actors thought they were too good for that stuff, dude. If, I, if someone came up to me and says, "Hey, we want you to be in six Marvel movies. You'll make twenty million dollars. You'll know. You'll get." your license everywhere you know toys made of you uh okay so i have to do this once every two years right so i have i know i have a job i know i have that exposure so then i can go make a movie like the judge uh yeah i would do that we we all ryan we all understand that if you were jason statement statham you would make trans transporter movies until you died you know if i was jason statham i would make the mechanic too oh that's coming out this year fuck oh god brad What's your number one movie? Number Sorry, I'm a little one. baffled because that was your number two, and there's only one more, and there's mm. two movies, movies that I thought would be on your list, and no. uh, one of them's not going to make it. So. Yeah, one of them's not going to make it. Man. Interesting. Anyway, um, do I need to give you the envelope? <laughs> yeah, give it to me because... You dirty, dirty whore. See... Open the fucking envelope. What's my number one, Ryan? See... What's the number one movie of the year for me? You too? Jean-Claude Van Damme's Damn Van. In the most corrupt city in America, Mayor Thomas Knob is king. I own this city! But he's about to get Van Dam. We're just not a problem. We have a new one. Oh, gosh. From the producers of Thunderbolt. Get the damn van! Jean-Claude Van Damme's damn van. Bitches. Fuck. What I write on there? <laughs> uh, Brad wrote on here, even though he told me not to read him, I'm going to read this one because yeah. it's funny. Uh, funny, action packed. Of course, I'm ranking my own movie number one, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> 
Domestic gross zero dollars. You didn't. You, <laughs> you didn't count you didn't the, the money that you made from the t-shirts and. Oh, that's sales? not the. That's not ticket sales. Uh, so. That's true. That is true. Mm. Uh, oh, so it's in that. It's, a, it's about three hundred bucks right now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, oh, very um, well done. Did we leave enough room for your trailer there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll get okay. it in there. Um, uh, we'll play it like three. Fu- he's going to be editing the show. He's going to he's going to just put JCVD's trailer in front of every fucking movie we yeah. talk about. Like, so <laughs> here's the thing. I will say is I was pleasantly surprised how well that movie came out. Thank you. Because when you were explaining it to me, I was like, "This is fucking stupid." Oh, <laughs> and <thank you>. uh, <laughs> I have no faith in you, Brad. No, not that I have faith in you. I just I didn't get it. If that makes sense, I was like, "I don't know what he's trying to do here." It sounds stupid. But then when you see it and it's stupid but funny and well done. <laughs> Then it's uh, it's quite an accomplishment, and I, I mean I can only I can't speak for you, but being in a room of seventy five hundred people watching it, uh, seventy five hundred, no seventy five to one hundred. I don't know how many people. Seventy five, yeah, yeah, sixty to seventy. Um, in a theater and everybody's laughing has to be a great feeling. Yeah, um, I just got the video back of that screening mm-hmm. and like watching the audience reaction again, and it was like better than I remember. So that's cool. Um, it, the, it, what, I don't mean to step on you, but like you know, because I get nervous for you too, because I know you so well, and I I want you to do well, and I want your movie to succeed. So I get nervous too. I'm like, oh, I hope he pulled this off. <laughs> um, but it, he did, and uh, it's funny. Um, if you don't get it because he's trying to explain it to you, Brad sometimes isn't the best at explaining things. Nope. So um, you just really <laughs> it's on have his business to, card. He's not have to the watch best it. explainer. And also, is is scary because we went into it thinking, oh, this is like a two month deal. Mm-hmm. We'll go on the internet, and that'll right. be the end of it. But it grew into this like eight month long endeavor trying like to be a better filmmaker and and I think you see it too. Reach for the what, stars. What I think what worked too is you got everybody in that movie to believe in you. Because one of the, when you make a movie like that, if one person doesn't believe in what you're doing, they stick out so bad. And that's why movies like Epic Movie, date movies suck because you have three or four people that are really into that not that your movie is that like that. I'm just saying they, <laughs> they really buy into what they're doing. But then you have that one celebrity cameo where like, I'm just in here. But every person bought into the world you're trying to create. Yeah. Um, uh, the, the guy who played the cyborg told me, I was like, you're really good at taking like a, a stupid idea that no one cares about and like making them care about it. So. <laughs> I mean, you probably set um, babysitting back a few years. Um, <laughs> Uh, that was my favorite moment yeah, in the movie. Peter's probably going to talk to me. Yeah, Peter's going to talk to you. Um, um, hockey rinks. Um, yeah, the NHL is going to come down on me. Yeah. So, so yeah. So hats off to Brad. It deserves to be number one. Yeah, and if you want to see it, you should come out on January seventeenth at nine p.m. to the EF Palooza um, closing night shorts block. Although we're not that short, but we're the closing movie. Cool. Um, you can watch it there, and then I guess I, I'll break this. This is breaking news, guys. Breaking news. Hot off the presses. February 15th at the Alamo Draft House, Jean-Claude Van Damme's Dan Van will be screening in 5.1 surround sound. Holy shit. With a bunch of other skits and uh, other Nebulous Vision shorts. It's, it's going to be a grand old time. And what better way to talk about that than welcoming Steve from the Alamo Draft House? Steve, hi. Well, this is the first I've heard of that. Oh, yeah? <laughs> I feel like uh, um, your programmer has been a little busy lately. You mean me? Wait, there is it Carla? Oh yeah, she. Are, you're doing it as a as like a private private event. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Is okay. there another way to do it? <laughs> yeah, through me. Okay. Yeah, Steve, <laughs> who is in charge of programming at the Home Draft House. You told me to go to her. Yeah, you should. That's that's, yeah. that's great. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I'm happy for you. That's gonna be awesome. It's gonna be so cool. Thanks. Hi guys, thanks for having me on. Yeah, sorry to interrupt here. No, you came yeah, in at good. the right time. Our number one movies of the year. Yep. 
So congratulations, Brad. I'm glad the movie worked out. Thanks. That's where he's going to be a piece when of you, shit. When you dropped off all the posters at Alamo, a lot of people took them. So they, they liked that's them. awesome. So they, they didn't end up hang, hung up in the break in the break room. That's I think, cool. I got more. I think a, a few, few darts stuck did. into them. Yeah, it was just like, what is this? And Hitler stashes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to send you a digital one for your your official oh, for, the, for the lobby. Yeah. Nice. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. We also yeah. have a bunch of other stuff for the lobby, but I'll, I'll we'll get to that. Dude. Uh, but yeah, so you don't have to sit through the other nine <laughs> discussions of movies. You got to go straight to the top with nice. the number ones. Straight to the top. The cream of the crop. Yeah. Yep. Speaking of the cream of the crop, my number one. Yeah. Are we going to introduce Steve Moore? <laughs> no, he's no. he'll be on the show here in a second. Okay. <laughs> he's, it's all right. I just want to jump in for that quick yeah. uh, thing in Alamo. We're happy to have your film, Brad, at Thank the Alamo Drafthouse Denver. It's going to be the biggest event of your 2015. <laughs> I'll tell you what right now. Don't want to brag, but a lot of people really enjoy that bug screening. <laughs> cool. Um, so, Ryan, are you are you confused? Do you have you figured out what it is yet? No, I haven't. Interesting. Cool. If it if it's mine, I'm going to be really pissed. Just kidding. It's not yours because you already said it's not on your list because you said you hadn't had a chance yet to rewatch the Lego Movie. Oh, that was your number one. My number one movie is the Lego. Not yeah. Wow. Um, it goes the thing I keep saying. Somebody said we were going to make a Lego movie, and I thought, that's stupid. I probably won't actually like that. It is the most fun I had in the theaters this year. And When I started putting the list together, I was like, ah, that won't be the number one. It'll be up there, but not the number one. Um, And, yeah, when it went live action and they started really telling a much deeper story about, you know, the relationship between having fun and and sort of being very stuck in your ways, uh, that was that was when it locked for me. Uh, and I got pretty teary-eyed, but didn't cry as much as I did in Interstellar. Um, and they just, they really blew me away. Like, that movie is so much fun to watch, and there are so many layers to what's going on that when you watch it a second and a third and a fourth time, the little things that they throw into that movie, because it is so dynamic, right? Like, it's not just a normal animated movie right you you go and you watch uh and this isn't a knock against a pixar movie or or, you know your how to train your dragons but they are actually very clean um and in the lego movie there's so much detail and so much stuff going on in the background and and the stuff that the characters are building just has so much wacky stuff thrown onto it and it's weird and um and you really realize it when, and this is maybe the best compliment that I could possibly give it, which is that, as you guys know, like I grew up loving Legos. I have thousands and thousands of Legos in my basement. Which you can see in Pacho episode. Yeah, right. Two? Two. No. No. Four? Four. Yes. Um, no, that's it's Ghost, Ghost Trappers. Trappers. Five. Three. Whatever. Two, oh, five. yeah, it's four. It's four. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I'm trying to say something hyperbolic here. <laughs> I'm trying to sell their show. <laughs> <laughs> um, so... I love Legos, but this movie is so good, it made Legos better. And what I mean by that is that the Lego sets they built based on the movie are some of the most fun builds I've ever had. There's so many little details, and they use the pieces so inventively um, that, honestly, you pour them all out and you go, I don't know how this is going to turn into a a pirate captain, but it's going to, and it's going to (laughs) be the most fun build that I've had in a really long time. Um, Like... Legos are way expensive now, and it feels stupid to spend money on them, but I do anyway. So, like, when the Quinjet or, or the ship from Gal- Guardians of the Galaxy comes it's out, fun. I'm like, I have to have that. 
But with the Lego ones, I don't worry about the money because I'm like, dude, these, this is just going to be really fun to build. Like, mm-hmm. I don't even care about, like, having it be a model on my shelf. Like, I'm really going to enjoy building this set. Um, and that comes from how well animated that movie is and how much creativity they put into the way that movie looks and the way that those characters behave and the things they, the solutions they build to their problems, which leads directly into the story they're trying to tell about being creative and, and coming up with your own solutions to things and not thinking inside of the instructions. Uh, it's, it's a very special movie that I will love forever. Um, so yeah, my number one for sure. Awesome. Uh, my number one is another foreign movie. It's another independent movie. So weird. What the fuck? Is I know. Hunger what, what Games? Is going to... Just kidding, guys. My number one movie is The Amazing Spider-Man. Yeah, okay. <laughs> you know what it is I love about being Spider-Man? Everything. Peter Parker. There he is, boy. What have you been up to? I do some web design. Nice arm. It's just the wrist. Just on the wrist, buddy. Peter, you're going to want to see this. Oscorp. Get you under surveillance. Why? Isn't that the question of the day? Nothing is what I thought it was. I once told you that secrets have a cost. The truth does, too. My name is Richard Parker. I have discovered what Oscorp was going to use my research for. What is all this? The future. We have plans for you, Peter Parker. You wanted to be the hero. Need a hand? Now you gotta pay the price. We can change the world. Then let's go catch a spider. I made a choice. This is my path. This is bigger than you, Peter. I'm the only one who can stop them. I'm Spider-Man. Hey, I gotta go. I'm coming with you. Come on, it's too dangerous. Sorry, I love you. Don't hate me. So, uh, fuck all the haters. Um, I, I I don't care. I really don't. Um, to me, I'll, I've always said that the death of Gwen Stacy would be the best Spider-Man story they could tell. Mm-hmm. But they had to do it right. And the way they do it right is they set up a great relationship in Amazing Spider-Man. They continue in Amazing Spider-Man 2. I, I still think the best moments are the date with Peter Parker and Gwen Stacy when they're walking through... 
the park, the park and the riverfront and whatever. Um, I, I think people get hung up on this uh, want to hate Spider-Man right now. But the movie is beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, the Blu-ray is fantastic. The, uh, I mean, you can even... I think people forget, too. Like the, There's such an amazing scene when he confronts Electro in Times Square. Mm-hmm. And Electro is electrocuting everything. And he's flying backwards. And his spider sense is going off. And he's trying to figure out how he's going to save all these people from being electrocuted. And it goes bouncing all over the place. And it's in slow motion. And then he does it. it to me, that's what Spider-Man is. It's sacrificing himself for everybody. And I love that Gwen Stacy made the choice to help Spider-Man. That she just wasn't some damsel in distress. If right. I had to pick one problem I had with the Raimi Spider-Mans is Mary Jane was always the damsel in distress. Mm-hmm. Um, Gwen Stacy was smart. Um, I cry every time I watch this movie. Um, that's how much the character Spider-Man and Gwen Stacy mean to me. Um, I, I'll, ne- I'll, I'll never forget seeing that. I saw it Thursday in IMAX. And I, I went there and um, as the story goes along I'm, and I see her show up in that outfit, so I said, they're really going to tell this story. Yeah. The Green Goblin might not kill her. I mean, again, that stuff, when you talk with fanboys, people say that stuff matters. That does not matter. Right. What matters is the character. What does the character say? What is Spider-Man? It doesn't even, Spider-Man doesn't matter. What does Peter Parker mean? And when the, I'll, <laughs> I'll remember this clear as day. I was sitting in IMAX, you know, they have the huge speakers, and they're at the thing, and he vanquishes Electro, and all of a sudden you hear the glider and the crackle of the Green Goblin, I'm like, oh, fuck, they're, I, I'm like, they're really going to do this, they're really going to do it, and then it's the last scene is so well done that you think that maybe they're not going to do it, maybe they don't have the balls to kill Gwen Stacy, and the scene where she's falling down that clock... And he shoots that webbing, and the webbing comes out like a hand to catch her. It's so beautiful. And uh, much like the reveal of Bucky in The Winter Soldier, when she hits that ground, everybody in the audience, when I saw it three times in the theaters, gasped. They could not believe that they just killed Gwen Stacy. Mm -hmm. And Garfield is so amazing at that moment. And I was watching the making of Spider-Man, and he purposely stayed away from Emma Stone for, I think, three or four days. So when he saw her, the next time he saw her, she was dead. And he used that method to help anchor his performance, which is an amazing performance. Mm-hmm. Um, so to me, there's... And I'll say this is... My favorite Spider-Man is always going to be Spider-Man 1. Because, again, my what I love about movies is the the experience I get. And like my Veronica Mars earlier and this one. Um, no one can replace seeing Spider-Man on the big screen for the first time for me, ever. Yeah. And no one can take away the death of Gwen Stacy on the big screen for me ever. So that and Spider-Man 2 are equal to me. Mm. Um, I don't care if people say, ooh, looks are stupid. I don't care. Yeah. Um, I still think he looks cool on screen. Um, there's some silly things in the movie. But at the end of the day, it's my favorite film of the year. And it's um, fun. That's a good movie. Yeah. And I cry when that little boy tries to stop it. Yeah, sure. It might be stupid. I mean, why the little boy get away and everyone could stop him? I don't care. Who gives a shit? Because to me, that's who Spider-Man is. It doesn't matter if you're... Black, yellow, green, purple, red. It doesn't matter. When who's, you put on that mask, that's who you symbolize. Who's purple? purple? <laughs> Nobody. Nobody. <laughs> like you even know what purple is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I don't even I'm just, know. I, I'm just I literally don't see purple. As, as a reference. I mean, there's a spider pig in Spider-Man. So if you're, even if you're a pig, um, 
it yeah. doesn't matter. It's who he is on the inside. And to me, I thought Amazing Spider-Man 2 captured that. And so fuck everybody who thinks it's not good. And fuck everybody who thinks Spider-Man's dead. It only made $800 million. Yeah. yeah fuck you sure. people. Yeah. No, it's, it's a great movie. It really is. Um, and man, I wish I wish I'd gotten it on my list now. Um, but uh, yeah, they do a really good job with it. They so my question cool. is, where did the judge fall? Because uh, I kind of pegged that at least somewhere in the 10. Did you? Um, the reason yeah. the judge didn't make it for me is not the performances. Is I thought some parts of it were kind of hokey. Um, it's in my top 20. Um, it's number 12. Uh, oh, okay. There it is. I, the performances are amazing, but so what's 11? What's 11? <laughs> whoa, 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 this is the top 10 list. 11 is Birdman. Oh, okay. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah okay. Cool. Um, so, so the movie you're conflicted about, like totally, like you were that in interstellar, you're saying we're like Birdman and Interstellar were when you're yeah, like, but, and so the judge was like right below that. Yeah. That's surprising. Um, no, I like uh, nothing to do with Robert Downey Jr. I just thought the the story, I, I, it, the story's good until the tornado shows up and it, the weather gets really bad, and then they have their big like you know fight. Fight. Yeah. I'm like, oh, that's just supposed to be symbolism that just beats you over the head. Um, but I still love the scene where he thought he made out and fooled around with his older daughter <laughs> um, because his younger daughter did the same thing. I like stuff like that. Yeah. And who knows? I, I have the Blu-ray coming in January. Maybe they'll be higher. But what else? Uh, what else did you guys miss? What What were the honorable mentions that weren't? Uh, uh, Captain America was hovering around my ten spot. Under the skin, uh, Interstellar. I think I covered all those. Yeah. Yeah. The Hobbit was close for me. Yeah, The Hobbit's in my twenty because um, I did really like it. But especially after I saw it a second time, man, that's a good movie. It's funny that I thought that Gone Girl was going to show up somewhere. Um, it was close for me too. Yeah. Just that, that last, like, oh, yeah, it, it would girl. probably be there if not for the last, like, minute and a half. Um, so uh, The Imitation Game, which you guys haven't seen yet, yeah, was pretty good. I put it in the top 20 somewhere. Um, both both Nightcrawler and How to Ooh, Train Your Dragon 2 Nightcrawler. were both very close to my... I think Nightcrawler ended up my 11, and then Snowpiercer, and then How to Train Your Dragon 2. Because uh, How to Train Your Dragon 2, yeah, I, I love that first movie a lot. Uh, and they do a decent job of building a sequel to it. It's just, I think the the mother story was the thing that I was like, really? That's, that was the place you were going to take this? So, still great. Cool, guys. So, we were able to get a bunch of last-second emails for from fans. Oh, cool. Um, from Phil Splosion. I'm going to read them in the order they were sent to us. Cool. Um, Ed Voorhees sent us, Grading Real Nerds. First of all, I'm a big fan. Of course you are. Dude, we're nominated for Best Podcast in Denver. How can you not be? <laughs> uh, I've been marathoning the Real Nerds podcast for the last few months. And I was fortunate enough to see all the episodes of the pod show. The podcast has reinvigorated my relationship with film and rekindled my love of comics. Aww. Looking forward to season two, among other th- Nebulous Visions productions. Hey, right on. Uh, he also started his own podcast. Um, yeah, so good. we watch movies. Yep. When I saw the banner for Film Explosion 2014... And I had to submit my list of favorite films for 2014. Out of the, out of the 294 films I've seen this year, wow. Wow, holy shit. These, <laughs> these are the ones from 2014 I've seen. The list is in order of how much I enjoy them from least to greatest. Um, I look forward to your own best of list. Adding anything I missed, you might recommend. Thanks. Um, so, th- again, this is his from worst to first. Um, the Galapagos Affair, Satan Come to Eden. <laughs> Heard of that, Ed? What the fuck is that? <laughs> I, Steve, heard of it? Is that like a porn? I don't know. It does sound like one. Anchorman 2, The Legend of Ron Burgundy, R-rated cut would be my guess. Yeah. 
Fantastic Fear of Everything, Paranormal Activity, The Marked Ones, Ugh. Better Living Through Chemistry, Nightcrawler, Pompeii, which I w- want to see because Kiefer Sutherland's in it, but I don't want to see it. <laughs> um, Odd Thomas, How to Train Your Dragon 2, The One I Love, Gone Girl, Teenage, maybe meant to put Ninja oh. Turtles. No, 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 no. no, no. no there is another one? Yeah, Teenage is a different movie. Noah, yeah. <laughs> Godzilla. Oh, hell yeah. The Grand Budapest Hotel, the Lego nice. Movie, Twenty Two Jump Street, Hell Yeah, The Amazing Spider-Man, Neighbors, another high one for Edge of Tomorrow, Guardians of the Galaxy, X-Men: Days of Future Past, and Captain America: The Winter Soldier. I can't believe none of us, none of us even brought up Godzilla at all. That to me, from from the beginning of this year, that's a surprise. I, I, th- I think the movie's cool. Yeah, the Blu-ray's awesome. Yeah, I think it just all, needs more all, Godzilla. Right, right. All eight minutes of Godzilla <laughs> is fucking dope as shit. So. I, I think it's still not bad. I think you can have too much of them, too. Oh, I agree. Uh, I agree. Eight minutes of a two-hour movie is not enough. Thank you, Ed. Uh, the next one is from Dan. Uh, below, you'll find the list of best and worst films of the year. Unfortunately, I don't think that 2014 was an especially good year for f- movies. Yeah. And as a result, I sort of gravitated by, toward my fandoms. The Hobbit, Planet of the Apes, Veronica Mars, Marvel, etc. Which really biases my best list. Hey, Dan, if you listen to mine, of course mine was biased, too. <laughs> Thus, I've included a worst list that might be more interesting. Mm. Plus, making lists is sort of a hobby of mine. Mine too, buddy. Um, best films of 2014, number 10, Chef. Hey, I, I watch it on your recommendation, James. It is really cute and good. Yeah. Um, that's another great little Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> moment in that movie. Uh, the Fault in Our Stars. Uh, the Raid. Draft Day. Right on. Raid was pretty badass. <laughs> uh, the Lego Movie. Hey, me and him had Dawn of the Planet of the Apes at the same spot. Uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy. Captain America. Veronica Mars, number two. And number one, Hobbit, The Battle of the Five Armies. Wow. That's cool. Uh, the ten worst films for him were Very Good Girls, Mr. Peabody and Sherman. Oh, wow. Happy Christmas. I, Frankenstein. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Leprechaun Origins. Yes. <laughs> A Haunted House 2. I'm sorry he saw that one. <laughs> Endless Love. Sex Tape. Enemy. And my number ten movie, Under the Skin. Hmm, what? Wow. And you, uh, he left a link to see his full list of movies. Oh. So like maybe, every movie he saw? Yeah, we'll have to check that out. Oh. And see that. <laughs> That's funny. I would, I would think I Frankenstein's probably the worst movie we saw this year. Really? I thought Transcendence was. Oh, right. I forgot about Transcendence. Because there's more like prestige making that movie. <laughs> Then, yeah, uh, there was there was what could have been a really good idea, whereas I Frankenstein, like just in its title, was an admittance that there wasn't much creativity behind it. But I was hoping it would be like Hansel and Gretel. Um, I agree. I agree. If it had been Hansel and Gretel, it would have been on my top ten list. <laughs> hey, guys, Randy here. So my compl- uh, my list is complete, but I could apologize in advance for certain movies not being on the list as I felt it unfair to place movies I have yet to see. I am looking forward fair. to hearing what you guys' lists are and seeing if I if we had similar choices. Me being comic book geek that I am myself, I was a bit surprised at the list myself. Uh, number 10 is The Equalizer. Wow. Then Oculus, which is a good horror film. Um, just not one of my favorites. Godzilla and The Lone Ranger share number eight. <coughs> what, the oh, Lone and Lone Survivor. I'm sorry. I was like... <laughs> um, Gravity. Godzilla, the, lo- the Lone Survivor <laughs> of, the, of the nuclear fallout. Uh, Gravity, this looks like one of Brad's lists. Uh, Gravity came out last year. Oh, uh-huh. no, that's, that's why I said it looks like one of your lists. Oh. That was the joke. Screw you, man. <laughs> Edge of Tomorrow makes another one. John Wick. I was flirting with John Wick in my, uh, a little bit. Really? Uh, the Monuments Men. Yeah. 
Fury. Hey, there you go, buddy. American Sniper and Captain America, the Winter Soldier. Cool. Cool. That's a good one. Thanks, Randy. You know what yeah. else? You know what other really horrible movie came out this year it was Hercules. I know you love The Rock, but man, I do. Bad movie. You know, uh, I saw the steel book of that at Tradesmart. Mm-hmm. I was like, should I tell Ryan? Because I know he's he How likes The Rock, it? but I don't remember. But if it was, it was cool. If it was less than eight dollars, and yes, because <laughs> I could have got <laughs> I think it was more than that. eight dollars on Black Friday, and I decided not to. Hmm. Cool. Thank you, everybody, for sending stuff in. Awesome. Oops, and I just deleted Randy's. Make sure we. <laughs> get, <laughs> yeah, he did. Yeah. So make sure you get Randy's stuff. Yeah. Um, so now we'll talk about what we can look forward to to 2015, and we'll welcome back Steve from the Alamo Draft House. Thank you guys again so much for having me on. Oh, we're excited it. to have you here. And congratulations on being nominated for your award. That's oh, thanks. Amazing. Hey, I know it is. It's really cool. We totally deserve it. Brad is over here. He's like, we're not going to win. Me, me. I'm like, Brad, <laughs> we have to. It's like, think positive. And yeah, it's like you're campaigning for an Oscar. We're a movie podcast against four other comedy podcasts that are hosted by people that are part of sex pot comedy. It's a bit of a long shot. Are you saying that it, the, the you know, just because the cards? I are bet we have more fans. Season. Everybody loves us. Do they have fans from Ohio? We do. <laughs> <laughs> so we're not Thanks, just fan. locally. That's we're right. nationally. We got to reach out to our national fans. And yeah, it's just cool that you. I mean, again, like you said, like the fact that you're a movie podcast. Slated <laughs> up against a bunch of other comedy podcasts. That's kind of amazing. No, so. it's true because none of us are like funny at all. Yeah, so. you guys are so not funny, yeah, <laughs> especially you, James. <laughs> <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> well, it's it's interesting. You know, I was thinking, I say, wow, people actually listen to our shit, and people yeah. like us. It's true. It, it is always interesting uh, when we go to Comic Con and people know who we are. And yeah, um, I mean, it doesn't make us any money, but it's still <laughs> it's like a it's like a hug. It gets so. us free tickets to Comic Con, and that's yeah. about it. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that counts as money, right? Yeah. I mean, how much is a booth at Comic Con? I don't fucking know. Expensive. It's expensive. Yeah, it's expensive. It gets yeah. more it's, expensive every year. So hey, it's worth it. Yep. For sure. And, and it's it's fun hanging out with friends, meeting new people like Steve. It gets us excited. Yeah. Um, so Steve, why don't you tell us what the Alamo has planned for us this year? Um, some cool stuff. Um, we uh. What I'm doing now, since January is kind of my first month as, like, just solely... Well, I guess, no, December was. I mean, Keith Garcia, who was a programmer before me at Alamo, had a lot of stuff that he put in for December, but December was, like, my first month as programmer, so January is going to be my first, like, so clean... Keith leaving? No, he, yeah, he left in mid-November. Did he? Oh. Yeah. So January is going to be my first kind of clean slate as it's purely, purely programming that I've, I've put together. Awesome. Very cool. Yeah, so it's been... Um, it's been a... It's been an interesting learning curve especially going for this and uh and going forward and trying to trying to wrangle wrangle what it means to be a programmer so can i ask you a question yeah absolutely so uh how do you make programming that will appeal to the masses but is also stuff that you like it's a great question it's a that's one of the one of the questions that i've been asking myself (laughs) all last month well you know i i I can i think it's something that can help you Mm -hmm. Um, once a month, every two months, you can have the real nerds present, and we can <laughs> and we can present a movie for the Alamo Draft House. Well, I've been telling James. I mean, I see James the most at the Alamo. And I'm telling him like, you know, hey, you know, we're working on getting electricity and glass half full. And I say, you know, I would love for you guys to start doing, you know, podcasts or presents in like maybe like in theater one or theater two, mm-hmm. just small things there. So as soon as we get that going, I would love for you guys to come because and you know we were thinking that. about movies that we'd love to like say the real nerds present. 
like last action hero or, mm. or things like that. Batteries not included. Batteries oh, not included. Batteries not included. So I guess another question is: Is there a list of movies you can pick from that you're able to get, or is you say, "Hey, I want to see if I can get fucking Rambo three this week," and you see if you can get it? Well, in terms of like, so as you guys know, I mean, Alamo usually has a monthly theme, mm-hmm. you know, across the entire company, and um, so January is kind of interesting, which is kind of cool because it kind of didn't have a theme; it's kind of freeform, so mm-hmm. I was able to have a lot more flexibility. Um, but February coming up is going to be uh, kind of like a sex and cinema um, theme. Oh, that gives me Ooh. a boner. Yeah, totally Close. should. Um, <laughs> Sit next to me, James. God damn it! It's been interesting going up. over with the uh, Aspen Grove crowd. Yeah, no, it's going to be oh, yeah. really interesting. I mean, being in Littleton, and I mean, yeah. but that's the thing is, but like, if you, I'm sorry, but if you pl- plan it to older audiences, I think, I mean, I would love to see, you know, Last Tango in Paris or something like that mm-hmm. uh, at a real theater. Well, that's, we've had a lot of people who are like, oh, well, you know, you're in Littleton, you're in suburbia, you know, you, you know, is it hard to program the difficult things? And it's really not because, as you guys know, I mean, you guys don't live in Littleton. You, you, no. the audience that comes to the Draft House are not necessarily. Um, just Littleton people, and even the people that do live in Littleton still love what we do. So and I think I'd still fuck guys. <laughs> I think it's comedy. Still, comedy. Well, I'm just curious because, like, I imagine some like mother walks by the poster and is like, "What's this doing at this theater?" Like, well, it's a family theater. Yeah, obviously, no. We're 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 definitely conscious it's a, of that. It like it's a it's a theater with a bar that kicks out <laughs> children under the age of six, no matter what. Like I wouldn't necessarily call it a family, <laughs> but well, I mean, again, family that's friendly, that's that's, that's part of the demographic, though, you know. Right. So we have, you know, we have the area that we're in that is partially, you know, families, and that's why you know we like doing things in, with the community and different events like that. But at the same time, we are a draft house, and you know, we yeah, we do have a bar, and you know, we we like to cater to all of our demographics that come through, you know. Right. So I think it's important to important to running a business and to programming in a theater Absolutely. where you have that kind of flexibility to do, you know do Lego movie as much as we want and then also do things like you know uh black christmas and things like that Heck yeah yeah, yeah. um really cool but yeah so it's been it's been interesting and uh, yeah february's gonna be sex and movies march is gonna be transformations um uh, based on cinderella coming out mm. um and then april uh is probably gonna be car movies i'm guessing oh. uh, which is really cool because we we're starting a small series a month with um a local a local writer for car and driver uh, which is gonna be super cool cool um did you guys already talk about so, it? Are you gonna Are you gonna show um, American Graffiti? Probably. I know you and I. This is one of the first times yeah. you and I kind of connected was when I was serving in American Graffiti, and you were like, yeah. "What?" I was like, what "You love this movie people? too?" <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, uh, real nerds present American Graffiti. <laughs> oh, man. Are you guys just gonna keep pitching real real nerds presents? <laughs> yeah. We don't really give a shit what movie it is. It's just like we we like the real nerds presents part. Yeah. yeah. Um, Jaws two. Jaws two. Oh fuck. Real Nerds presents the entire Jaws filmography. Oh the God. Jaws Quad trilogy. Ninja Turtles 2. Ninja Turtles 2. Actually, I need Ninja Turtles 3. I don't have a ticket for that. <laughs> for my ticket binder. Make it happen, the, Steve. We're going we're gonna to make the, the people of Little Tits so suffer the, so that you can have a ticket. So the only one who buys a ticket will be Brad. Right. Brad. We'll just give all seven theaters to you guys. So you have yeah. to program seven movies in one hour. <laughs> Whatever like, happened to... Uh, you guys were doing the Alamo 100, and there was 100 movies on that list, but you only did it for a month. So I thought you were going to roll it out like a different like five each month. Well, that's the thing is like they have been doing that, but um, I'm not really sure what the visibility is on mm. it, you know, um, because I mean, we've been showing movies that like, I mean, for instance, like in January, we're showing Mean Girls as a, as a quote along and that's part of the Alma 100. Mm. Um, but um, so it's still happening. Mm. Um, and there's a lot of things like, like we never thought we'd be able to show something like Blade Runner 
which is on the Alamo 100, but the, the rights just opened up for it, which is awesome. So, Dude. Yeah, so we're going to be showing that um, do they, in March. I mean, this is uh, the obvious question, but do they let you show any version of Blade Runner? That's a good question. I haven't I haven't crossed that bridge yet. Right, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, I don't know, what, which, which one would you want to see? I would want to see the final cut. Final cut? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I know the Esquire oh, dude, is getting the can, final cut. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're doing that one. Yeah. We can get Paul Salmon to come out. And, yeah, we, and we do have a relationship with Paul we, Salmon. We know yeah. the guy who literally wrote the book on Blade Runner. Hmm. Um, that would be a cool event. See, Real Nerds Salmon. presents the guy who wrote. Yeah. <laughs> Real Nerds presents Paul Salmon and Blade Runner. Yeah, that's not just a turn of phrase. He a really wrote the book on Blade yeah, Runner. Yeah, he literally wrote the book on Blade Runner. Yeah. <laughs> see, 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 we're connected, bro. You are. Absolutely. No, this is such a fruitful relationship for all of us. That would be a cool night. Because, like, you bring him out, give him an hour to talk oh my god that would when would cool. you guys want to do that i don't know we'll mm-hmm. talk after the show okay all right uh, we we don't actually know that we can get paul <laughs> to go all the way to denver but you know well we can uh, try yeah for sure we'll do uh, our damnedest oh man that would be cool anyway um did you guys already talk about inherent vice when, no. when your top tens was that in anyone's top ten? No. i walked no, in kind of late we, we haven't got to a see, it. To see it so <sighs> uh, we're counting it as a 2015 movie okay i know you guys aren't getting it until when the ninth yeah see so they had for that, us that's they had that secret show but it was sold out by the time we figured it out right so yeah what, what movie was i seeing when i was leaving i think it was in exodus <laughs> oh you mean at the alamo yeah yeah it was like a word of mouth promo uh, screening and this one lady was throwing a fit about how they she couldn't get in line because there's like 300 people in line and the lady behind the counter says, well, it's first come, first serve. You know, we don't know when we're getting these. It's like... Uh, it happens really fast. Yeah. Like, like, literally, it was like the week before, and they were like, an Aaron Vice screening on Saturday. And we were like, yeah, absolutely. Please. <laughs> Shit. This lady was all mad. Can't yeah. make everybody happy. Yeah. yeah. It's unfortunate. Yeah, I mean, we, you know, we try to we try to accommodate everybody as yeah, much right. as possible. But there's a capacity to the theater. Right. right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, but it's inherent vices. It's good. Is, it's my favorite of 2014. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, it's incredible. And at that promo screening, I mean, you guys talked about your your uh, your favorite superhero power. Mm-hmm. My favorite superhero power of 2014 is Joaquin Phoenix in Inherent Vice. <laughs> um, anytime he feels uh, scared or he's getting beat up or something, he does this thing where he, like, crouches on the ground, puts his hands through his legs, and then, like, clutches his butthole. <laughs> um <laughs> And it's very subtle, but he does it like four times in the movie. And I did that in front of 200 people at the promo screening. Yes. <laughs> and only like half of them were like, <laughs> but then That's after so they weird. watched it, I'm sure they, they right. got it. What did we get ourselves into? <laughs> we also did uh, pancakes are, are an important part of the movie. As you saw in the trailer when he's like, mm-hmm. Mato Panakeku, we did pancakes during the promo screening too. So oh, that, was cool. that was, that was really kind of fun. Cool. It was fun. Yeah. So yeah, definitely see that when it comes out for sure. So, uh, Alamo's always had like uh, Channel Z to do a lot of their mm-hmm. weird um, like cult movies. Mm-hmm. Are you? And that was, as I remember, that was sort of Keith's thing. Are you continuing that? Are you running it a little bit differently? What's it doing? That's a great question. Um, Thank well, you, <laughs> James. You're just you're so good at this. Um, what happened was it ended up changing just to cult horror, which is why I know you guys noticed that because you, you guys would go to a lot of like, you know, like Last Action Hero. Last Action Hero, and, yeah. Um, were you guys at Josie and the Pussycats too? No. I wish. Yeah, we <laughs> That's like one of my fun. favorite like guilty pleasure movies. Right. Ever. No, yeah, it was great. Um, but it changed to just cult horror. And um, now that Keith left, um, we did some kind of rebranding with, and it's, Teresa still is involved. Hmm. And so we kind of talked and we uh, rebranded it too. It's now um, Scream Screen. So it's still Sweet. cult horror. Um, the first Scream screen title at the end of January is going to be Suspiria on 35mm. Ooh, cool. um, so that's pretty exciting um, since it's it's very rare to find a 35mm yeah, really print rare. of Suspiria. So I'm really excited for that one. Um, 
and then we're still having, you know, obviously the first Wednesday. Wednesday is kind of our, our genre night. So the first Wednesday with Elijah Taylor is um, 37th Chamber, which we're doing My Young Auntie on 35mm. Okay. Um, the second Wednesday is still always going to be Video Vortex, which is our VHS-only right. one. Dollar. <laughs> one I dollar. Hawk, I saw Hawk Jones. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so good. I um, I put that as my, one of my you, favorite films of 2014. That was actually one of my tens, too. Because <laughs> 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 um, another just fun screening. Uh, where do you guys get your VHSs for that? Just out of your own closet, or do you run to like a thrift store and pick one up? I wish that'd be great. <laughs> um, I ha- like I think we talked about this last time I was on the show that I have like I have Big, I have Raiders, and a Rock and Roll High School on VHS. Oh, <laughs> so I'd love to love to show those. But um, that's that is a a program that is programmed in Austin. Mm. Um, so we get those sent from um, the Austin headquarters and. Uh, all the Alamos around the country play so the same title every month. Tim League's personal VHS, right. maybe. I mean, I mean, open. he he has you know quite the quite the vault. Um, so yeah, I love that program, and we've actually been building a pretty good audience for it. The last one got I think it had like sixty or seventy people at it, which is oh, wow. probably the biggest one we've had for a video vortex. Um, and then the third Wednesday, of course, is uh, science fiction with Frank Romero and Jason Heller, which um, is a great program that I love. Very cool. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. Well. Let's do, like we always do, uh, let's run through while you're here the list of the big movies of next year and just talk about which ones we're anticipating, which ones we're excited for, and, and what we think 2015 is going to look like. Because I think just from this list, uh, even with the bullshit on here that I have to I have to mention, I think this list already looks a lot better than 2014 ended up being. So, all right, here we go. You ready? Yes. Hold on to your butts. Taken 3, Project... Uh, Project Almanac, Jupiter Ascending, finally, after like 13 years. Uh, Seventh Son, Fifty Shades of Grey, Kingsman the Secret Service, Hot Tub Time Machine 2, Focus, Chappie. Uh, fuck you, Ryan. The second best ex- <laughs> exotic marigold hotel. Uh, I didn't know Cin- what I was getting fucked for. Cinderella, because <laughs> you always give me a hard time about that movie. Um, in the Heart of the Sea, Paranormal Activity, wait, The wait. Great... <laughs> in the Heart of the Sea? Huh? What yeah, in the Heart that of the movie? Sea. That's oh, that's the, Chris the, um, Hemsworth. I know he's just blazing through these. Yeah, yeah, that's the well, one. You mean uh, Black Hat? What? No, uh, no, uh, Black Hat's in January. In the Heart of the Sea is like the Moby Dick movie. Oh, um, I had no idea. Yeah, never oh, yeah. that one. That movie's awesome. I think it's going to be. It looks awesome. Um, there's the next Divergent movie, uh, Furious Seven. So we'll finally get to see Paul Walker, brother, and his brother. <laughs> <laughs> oh. um, dude, I did not know this. Paul Blart Mall Cop 2 comes out yeah. next year. I saw a trailer for it. Really? There's a trailer for it? Holy yeah. shit. I think it was my Hobbit. One. I didn't know this existed until I put this list together. All right. Uh, the Avengers 2, Age of Ultron. Which, right, yeah. They're probably no, okay. Yeah. Nobody's looking forward to that <laughs> at all. Um, followed very quickly by Mad Max Fury Road, which is probably my favorite trailer from this year. It looks pretty yeah, sweet. It's oh, a good trailer. man. Um, Pitch Perfect 2. Nice. That one's for you, The Ryan. pitches are back. <laughs> yep. Uh, uh, Tomorrowland. San Andreas. Yeah. Fuck. It's God The Rock. It. I'll see it. I Not know. a GTA movie. I know. <laughs> I know. It would be sweet if it was. Yeah. <laughs> that would be cool. They should throw that on there and probably get more people to see it. Uh, there is a still untitled Cameron Crowe movie coming out next year that I'll look forward to. Pretentious. Um, in- fuck you. Insidious Part 3. Are you? Would you want another Insidious? Yeah, I, mean, I like them. Yeah. I like them, yeah. Cool. Uh, Jurassic World yeah. is next year. Inside Out. A dinosaur eats a great white shark in that. Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, that was cool. That's all I need. I'm like, I'm there. So uh, next year, Pixar or yeah, Pixar finally comes back. So Inside Out and The Good Dinosaur are both next year. So looking forward to that. It's interesting. You'd think they'd spread them out. Well, originally, like they got to a place where they were saying they were going to do like 
a new movie and a sequel every single year. And then so many of their projects fell apart all at once. So The Good Dinosaur got pushed back and got new directors. And um, the Lizard movie, what was that called? Um, anyway, that movie fell apart. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah. Isn't it weird? Uh, you know, uh, watching all the Pixar Blu-rays, that happens Newt. a lot on their movies. Newt. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, they, they go Brave. one way, and then they just, like, this sucks. We're going to do it differently. Yeah, because Brave Brave did that, too, and, yeah. Anyway. But they make so much money, like, meh, whatever. Uh, Ted 2 comes out next year. Are these in chronological order? Uh, for the most part. Okay. I just did Good Dinosaur and Inside Out next to each other, and they're not. But, okay. Um, they're, you know, I sort of ran through what their releases are mm-hmm. for the most part. So we're getting to the good part of the summer. That's why I started with Taken 2. I wasn't really trying to impress it. <laughs> Taken three. 3. Taken 3. With the 3 as an E. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, Magic Mike XXL, which I kind of do look for. I liked Magic Mike. I'm, you know. Uh, McConaughey. You know McConaughey's not in that one, right? I know. <laughs> um, no, but Channing Tatum is, and he's the, you know, part of what's really good. We know. No. God damn it. Um, <laughs> Terminator Genesis is next year. Sweet. Uh, Minions. Fuck. Nope. God damn sure. Ant Man is next year. Yeah. So that's gonna be cool. Uh Trainwreck, which is uh shit. I already forgot which one Trainwreck is. Um God damn it. My oh. wife when she wakes up in the morning. No, oh, son of a bitch. Uh Pan Pixels. The uh the remake of Poltergeist is next year. Mm. Um the remake of Point Break is next year. Ooh, wait, what? That's real? Uh-huh. Yep. How are they ever going to top Johnny Utah? Oh, God damn it. Wow. Like, that's the, why that's even try? The, that was one of my favorite jokes in the Veronica Mars movie is that was the sheriff's email account was Johnny Utah 69. <laughs> <It's> so good. <laughs> oh, uh, the reboot of Fantastic Four is next year. No. Which you haven't seen anything of. No. It's weird. No. But uh, the man from Uncle, which actually they, they just released some photos of and it actually is looking kind of cool. Um, Hitman Agent 47. Fuck. God damn it. No, a fantastic. Yeah. Uh, the Visit, which is a uh, M. Night Shyamalan movie. Um, do they, still, actually making a do movie they still promote it as a Shyamalan movie? Uh, they probably won't. Because yeah, he's a piece of shit. Dude, there's another movie. You know he made a movie called The Signs and it's a piece of crap. God damn it. There's a really, <laughs> the great, there's a really great commentary that we did about, about it where for two and a half hours you and I argue about Yeah, how stupid movie, it is. About how good that movie is. He should have um, called it the, or just The Sign and then it get Ace of Base to <laughs> do the soundtrack. <laughs> You definitely need some Dutch singers in that. Is that where they're from? I don't know. It's European. Somehow there's a Maze Runner movie coming out next year, so they they are just cranking those things out, even though I guess it did well. I don't, I don't know. know. Same thing with, with uh, Divergent, right? Like, there's another one of those. Um, Victor Frankenstein, London Has Fallen, sequel nice. to Olympus Has Fallen, which that I, I feel bad about. The best diehard movie of 2012. Yeah. Uh, the Walk, The Jungle Book. Uh, Vacation, the remake of Vacation. Uh, Guillermo del Toro's Crimson Peak, which we just got a couple of pictures from, and that looks pretty badass. Uh, St. James Place, which is the next Steven Spielberg movie. Spectre, the Peanuts movie. Spectre, of course, like, I'm sure is very high. Everybody knows that's James Bond, James. Yeah. Um, Ryan, you'll get your final conclusion to the Hunger Games next year. Yep. Finally, I know you've been waiting for it. Finally, it's over. (laughs) Right. Uh, Ridley Scott's The Martian comes out next year, which is crazy because I feel like that hasn't even entered production. Is that yet. another biblical epic? No, okay. uh, no, this one's actually like a it's like a space Martian movie. I I don't know. It's based on a book, and the cover has an astronaut on Mars. So I assume so. It's a biblical it's about epic. About it, <laughs> right? <laughs> right. Um, he parted the Red Sea. Now he's going to part the Red Planet. Oh, <laughs> up here. <laughs> 
there is a still untitled Christmas Eve movie with uh, that they just announced the Seth Rogen and James Franco movie that'll be out next year, uh, and then some of the biggest ones. Uh, I know you're going to look forward to Joy, the next David O. Russell movie. Ryan, Absolutely, he's, he's my big, favorite director. Big fucking fan. Is he really? No. <laughs> James hates him for no reason. I hate him because he's a fucking piece of shit and his movies are bad. He, he says that, but he, he we try to go into every movie thinking they're going to be good, but James refuses to re- remove his no. I hate David O. Russell sunglasses. Dude, uh, no. Um, Silver Landing's playbook is good mm-hmm. in spite of him. Uh, <laughs> Three Kings is good. Mm-hmm. American Hustle's fucking garbage. No, it's not. The movie is horrible. Okay, um, Mission Impossible 5 comes Sweet. out next year, which is awesome. Uh, and then, of course, I'm saving the last two. They're the best for the last two. Star Wars The Force Awakens comes out next year, which everybody's looking forward to. Uh, but uh, the same week, if you want to, you can also go see Alvin and the Chipmunks 4. I don't know. The Did Force you see Awakens. that there's a black stormtrooper in Star Wars? It's not even, uh, That just makes me so mad. Oh, my God. I know, oh stupid. You know, you skipped over. The There's going to be a new so Friday dumb. the 13th, too. Oh, is it new? I saw it on the list, but it just said, like, uh, 3D release. So I didn't know. Yeah. Was it really a new one? I thought yeah, it was November just, like, a re-release. 13th. Friday the 13th. Oh, wow. Which I guess they have to start filming soon. They haven't started filming yet. But <laughs> We should get on that. So it's uh, I'm always sure. a mark of quality. Well... I, I do know, like, part How much production has to go into yeah. a bunch of teenagers go to a camp and get slaughtered know, again? Part seven was filmed, edited, and put into theaters in four months. Nice. Holy shit. Which one's part seven? Is that one of the most recent ones? No. It's uh, like called a... The New Blood, oh, okay. where Jason fights a girl who has telekinesis. So <laughs> fucking <day. laughs> Is it oh, continuing man. from... The 2009 no, one, so. or is it no, a fresh? I think, I think they're just going to make... I mean, do this they, is just a... Just Jason killing people. Yeah. Mm. I always thought it'd be cool if they did it like at night, or like in the snow and, and stuff like that. How about in the daytime? How about how about Jason kills people He does kill people in, in the, the daytime. daytime in the new one. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Friday the 13th. Sweet. You you sped through those. Did you, did you say Tomorrowland? Yep. Okay. Did you say Mad Max? Yes. Okay, cool. Talked about. Yeah, I know. I told him to slow down. You haven't listened to me. Sorry. Do you want me to go through the first few again? I say we on should there. go over each one, but then I didn't realize the list was it's fifty long. plus. It's so. a long list. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff. To I'm really excited for Tomorrowland. That's why I just oh, wanted yeah. to make sure that was on there. Yeah, you know when I saw the trailer for Tomorrowland, it was way different than I was expecting it to be. Oh, totally, absolutely. And um, Walter Walter Chow and I were just talking about this, and like Brad Bird is such an amazing director. Mm-hmm. Like he, like he, I think he's the best. Uh, I should put a disclaimer. I should have said this at the beginning of the show. All of my opinions are my own and not Alma Drafthouse. Just, of course. Just, <laughs> just, of course. just throwing it out there. Yeah. Um, I think he's an amazing director. I think he's the best director Pixar ever ever yeah. had. And yeah. I'm really excited to see him continue to grow. He made and the expand. best Mission Impossible. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> yeah. He. Uh, the only thing about that trailer that worries me is in that last that last shot goes by so fast, but it feels very CG heavy. Uh, but of course, it's you know it's not done. Um, but that was the one thing, like, I'm watching this trailer, I'm like, holy shit, this looks cool. And then they come back and the thing goes over, and I was like, that looked cool. But it also looked like I was in Disneyland. Um, so it should be in Disneyland. Yeah. Well, but I mean, like, in a, you know, everything feels like it's got 13 coats of paint on it to make sure that we can wipe off the kid vomit. Like, it just looks like Are you a little, one of those people that don't, don't like Disneyland because it's so clean? No, 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 no. That's not what I'm saying. I mean, the CG looks wacky, wa- uh, waxy the way that, like... Do you know that's, like, a real thing? People don't like Disneyland because it's too clean. How, what, Is it really? Clean? Yeah. Do you mean, like, too clean? Like, there's, like, nobody says the word fuck? Or like... No, no, like, they, if you drop something on the ground, someone comes by and cleans it up really fast. 
So it's like too squeaky clean. It's too perfect. Why? I don't what? know. It's a weird. It's a real thing. Why don't you just stop dropping your shit on the ground, man? I know. That's what I said. I'm gonna go pee on something and see what happens. Oh, oh boy! Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like a whole Rush, team. gonna clean this up right now. <laughs> <laughs> right in my mouth. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. yeah, take it, Mickey. <laughs> Even you know they've been releasing they've been releasing trailers for that uh, that movie Focus that's got uh, Will Smith in it. I even think that looks kind of cool. Like I'm interested in that. Will Smith has started taking roles that are not traditional. This camera's out of focus. God damn it! That's not probably <laughs> Is that the whole movie. That's not the whole, no. <laughs> that's something no. that Will Smith would do. What's he has an ego the size of Canada. Dude, that's why I would never I make miss, a movie with him. I miss Big Willy Weekend. I miss it. That's what we should bring. That's what the Alamo needs to bring back is Big Willy Weekend. Big Willy Weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like around you know around July Fourth, you guys yeah, take out all the good show. movies that you'll have on July Fourth and right. put in some shitty Fucking Will Smith movie. Wild, Just a Wild week West. Of Fresh Prince episodes. <laughs> oh yes, you show a good episode of Fresh Prince and then Wild Wild West. That was my joke when I first became a programmer. Was that I was just going to show an episode of Seinfeld every day nice. for the next year. That's pretty good. For no, the I next, like, like, how many years? For however long it would take to get through all nine seasons of Seinfeld. Right. Yeah. Did you guys um, talk about American Sniper yet? Was no, it, no, no, we haven't got a chance to see I haven't it. seen that one either. Yeah. Wasn't that on Randy's list? It was, it was on number Randy's two. list. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. definitely have to disagree about that being on any uh, top ten lists really? myself. Yeah, yes. yeah it's, it's really not getting good reviews. No. Really? I mean, it's going it, to, I'm sure it'll be, it'll be big and a lot of people will come see it. And, I mean, the best part of it really is Bradley Cooper. Like, mm-hmm. he is, he is, he is, very good in it and he he plays it really well and is he really he really jumps into the role like with his full self um but man clint eastwood he is he is old (laughs) he's so old is he in the movie clint eastwood yeah no i mean well his directing oldness is just (laughs) splattered all over it like (laughs) like i feel i feel bad i mean he's such such an amazing you know person in film history but like yeah i mean you can just tell you know, you hear the rumors of him being like just doing like a one take kind of thing and just kind of throwing everything out there and not really being involved. And it's just it's really visible, which is unfortunate. Mm, wow. It's really visible that the lack of of attention, um, which is sad because he's, again, such a such a great such a great guy. He's like, cut. That's a good one. Are you sure you want me to do a second take? Clock's running out of my time here. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get this movie done. He he clearly is knocking over all of the gravestones in this. In this <laughs> what do you know? He's a, he he ran into the door as he walked through that. Oh, well, the, he would honestly have that kind of a problem. Like it's okay. <laughs> um, it, I I don't. What is that movie actually? Is it is it like uh, uh, phone booth where he's just on that roof the whole movie? Because that's what it feels like. <laughs> that actually would have been incredible right? honestly i think that would have been i mean the trailer for american sniper is actually amazing it looks good. And it has it has more tension in that trailer than the entire movie does oh even even that scene where the trailer is taken from is just it's, flat is better edited in the trailer it's better it's, edited in the trailer yeah the wow. tension is really there in the trailer and it's not there in the movie which is is just i think the epitome of why it, it just doesn't really work at least yeah. for me it didn't really work mm, that's too um bad. but i mean no he he is it's about you know chris kyle the the deadliest sniper in in the you know military history uh for the u.s and then um it's kind of th- goes back and forth between his like home life and then you know before being in in the middle east and afterwards and, and in ptsd and you know problems with his kids and you know it's it's kind of like it's a it's just kind of a regular you know kind of biopic does, um, does it end with in the last like three seconds him choosing to go back to the war even though he doesn't have to because he's so addicted to it? <laughs> no, the last part of the movie is like the. I mean, 
I don't know. I don't either way. I really fucking hate the the end of the Hurt Locker. I'm just saying. <laughs> That's it's not it's it's not that it's still pretty like ugh. Because I mean, like if you if you know <laughs> if you know the story, I mean, because obviously it's a true story, so you know the ending and the last scene. It like I goes red. Don't. I don't, know the I don't know if should I spoil it or does that? Do, how do you guys handle that on the I show? Don't, I don't know. Well, obviously Chris Kyle was killed. Oh, okay, um, that's in, by a, by another veteran. Oh, okay. And the very last scene is just him like shaking hands. He's gonna go because he like teaches shooting on his after the after the war. Oh, okay. Um, so he teaches shooting. and He goes to take another veteran out, and you can tell like he like goes out the door and like it's very like deer in the headlights veteran like like ah Mr. Kyle and then it's just like okay <laughs> that's it. Huh. Mm. Interesting. Yeah, it's not really spoilers if that, it's a true story. Right. That, yeah, that's true. That reminds me that Foxcatcher didn't show up on any of the Oh, my God, Foxcatcher. Legend of Cora. Really good. So good. Yeah. That's a good movie. So good. Yeah. Oh, dude, Legend of Cora is so fucking good. Did I tell – I didn't tell you about how that show ended. No. Have you read about this? No, did the elements no, put no. each other out? Cora and Asami, both women, sit on a uh, sitting each on other? A porch, <laughs> and they decide that they're going to take a vacation together, and they walk into the, the spirit portal – and Scissor the other. writers have no. The writers, <laughs> the writers have actually come out and said that is all the way that it's scripted and the way that it's 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 animated. They munch box. It is clearly <laughs> building a relationship between the two of them, and so a show for children on its fourth season ended that has scissor with, sisters. <laughs> ended with a uh, homosexual relationship between two women. Uh, that was very genuine and well built over four seasons, and probably canceled. Fucking so! Oh no, th- th- this was the end of the series. Yeah, this was how it ended. Because like, they, if they were going to go, you, at, when they make animated shows, like they plan the, the yeah. stories years in advance. So they, they probably Nickelodeon was like, uh, "Gay relationship? Yeah, canceled." Right. <laughs> yeah, we know you guys like being sub- subversive, but fuck you. you yeah, can't do this. your show's done. Really good. Really good. Really good. Um, cool. Awesome. Favorite scene from twenty fourteen. Something from Twenty Two Jump Street, probably. <laughs> Lame. Favorite scene from Twenty Fourteen. Favorite scene? Yeah. Oh, um, looking for specific spread, not some. I, I can tell you the best, the best experience I had in the movie theater with a the scene was. Um, so you've all seen Foxcatcher? I have, but it's all right. But you, you haven't? Mm-mm. Okay. Well, there's a scene. It's not. It's not like a it, it really important scene, but there's a scene where um, Channing Tatum and Steve Carell are like practicing sort of in the dark alone in this gym and the way it's shot looks like they're having gay sex. Yeah. And so I was at the, I was at the mine watching it and like during the scene, it's, it's, you guys have seen it. Like it's very like close up shots and like heavy breathing and like very dark and you know, there's no lighting and it's just very like, and like everyone in the, everyone in the theater was just kind of like looking at who was with him. They're just like, what, what is going on? Like, what is this? You're going to touch me, are you? (laughs) It's like feeling things on their legs. Um, so that was pretty fun, but, um, there's this amazing scene in Inherent Vice where um, Paul Thomas Anderson uses one long song through like multiple scenes, which he's yeah, which is what he you know he's so great at that. Um, so it's like it's not really one scene; it's like multiple scenes put together. But like you know, he's so good at by this point at using one song over multiple locations and multiple things where it like all comes together almost in this one. It almost seems like one shot because it's so cohesive. Um, I just love Inherent Vice so much. Nice. Oh man! Um, either the opening sequence of Guardians of the Galaxy, like just that that whole song, um, or man, or maybe just that little scene in Interstellar when they are 
when he's accusing her of not being unbiased about what planet to, to go to. And they're just having this, you know, at, at that point, time has been fucked with. He's probably like he's watched the video of his daughter getting older and completely turning against him like it's dark. And then he has this very rational and in the end, incorrect uh, some like argument with her. Um, that scene is great and is is exactly what's good about that movie. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. I mentioned uh the death of Gwen Stacy, but I actually have a favorite scene that's really subtle in a really big movie, and uh, that's in The Hobbit, um, because I think the uh, Martin Freeman's arc is so good, mm. and when he talks to uh, Thorne ab- about bringing only an acorn back to the Shire, oh yeah, that's great. To me, is just the epitome of that trilogy, and uh, the performance that Martin Freeman gives, and I. I still adore that scene to this day. I would also, um, after seeing that movie a second time, I would say that Thorin's, his performance during Thorin's death is one of the best scenes and performances of the whole series, like all mm-hmm. six movies. Um, like when he says, when he says, but the Eagles are coming and like just breaks down, especially cause that is such a staple of those movies is like, no, like something good will save good people. And then in that scene, something good can't. That, oh, that's a great moment. Yep. Oh, yeah, he's so good in that. He Man. is. Should have been in my top ten. Fuck. I changed my <laughs> mind. My favorite scene is something from Jacques Claude Van Damme's Dan Van. <laughs> <laughs> Any of the scenes. Any of the 35 minutes. Nice. Any of those scenes is good. Uh, biggest disappointment this year? Ninja Turtles. <laughs> really? I don't even have a list. It's just like, it's just that one. Because <laughs> obviously I want it to be great and it's not. So. You're still getting another one though, so maybe the second time. Yeah. Give, give him another chance to do it. We'll see. Steve? Um, it's sort of a half disappointment. I'd say Birdman. Um, mm. Just because I, I love how it was created and crafted. Um, but also I think it's very insulting. Um, so, it's so funny. I had wow. the same conflict with that movie. Yeah, insulting constantly. to it's, the craft, or your just own sensibilities. Um, insulting to the audience, I think, and uh-huh. to like people who love movies and who love art. I think because like again, it's like it's super well. Like the performances are amazing. Like the the fact that it's all kind of trying to be one shot, and like the music, and it's really great. And I think it's a great comeback for for Michael Keaton. But at the same time, it's like it's very like you guys are so stupid because you don't get what I'm doing. And I was like, I get what you're doing. I'm not an idiot. But still, right. you don't have to say that because it hurts my feelings <laughs> kind of thing. So that's why I was like, because I was like so stoked for it. And then, um, you know, uh, the GM over at uh, over at uh, Alma, Walter, you know, saw it at Telluride and he was just like, you know, I mean, I, I won't speak for him, but he kind of prepped me that it's like, it's not as, it's not what you think. And then when I saw it, I was like, this is why it's not what I think. Mm. So still fun watch, great watch. Glad to have seen it. Still, still hurt me right here. I was really conflicted in that movie because I had the same feelings where I think the movie is good, but then it's insulting when you, oh, I know he's going to shoot himself on stage and I know this and Mm -hmm. trying to be edgy when I know what's going to happen isn't edgy to me. Yeah. It's just obnoxious. And I love, I love Raymond Carver. Like I love his, his short stories and his work. So that was also hard for me too, because seeing him kind of adapt this Raymond Carver short story into a play, I was like, oh, this is. This is awesome. I love to see the shitty about version. This. But well, no, I not necessarily even that. Just like the fact that like that's another thing that I, I wanted to like about it. Mm. But then just seeing it wrapped up in this like 
very like pretentious snobby kind of rapping right. was like oh yeah that's my how i describe independent movies <laughs> <laughs> uh independent movies his nine and ten of this year but mm-hmm. um yeah um hmm. it's funny there's actually a part of me on a big budget scale and in the right world I feel like I want to say Godzilla because I own Godzilla and I liked Godzilla, but everything leading up to Godzilla, I was like, this is going to be the shit. And then I saw it and I was like, this was okay. <laughs> I enjoyed it. I was the same. Um, but the truth is my biggest disappointment, fucking I Frankenstein. <laughs> I was so excited. I was like, this is going to be shit and it's going to be so much fun. This is going to be exactly Hansel and Gretel witch hunters of 2015 and 14 tw- yeah right whatever <laughs> um and it wasn't it was really really boring and stupid and all of a sudden like it was like this uh this hope of mine that that there was always going to be a bad that that there should be a really bad stupid movie that's so self-aware like every year just shattered and suddenly i realized <laughs> nope every year there's just shit movies <laughs> and this is one of them <laughs> right like i had this hope that that forever really bad dumb movies would be self-aware and then it, they weren't. That's why 22 Jump Street, 22 Jump Street was so good. Right, yeah. except that, well, but that movie's not shit. No, I well, that's what I'm saying. Specifically. It's one of those things that people would expect to be shit, but it turned out to be like, oh, very true. Exactly what you're I saying, like something yeah, yeah. very self-aware and yeah. awesome. You yeah. should watch Faithful Findings then. Oh, yeah? All right. Are you guys going to get that? What is that? Oh, my God. <laughs> it was my number 10 movie of the year. Oh, really? It doesn't deserve to be. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like The Room. But oh, awesome. Not The Room. Yeah, mine's uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles too because really? I do love it, uh, the property, and I wanted to prove Brad wrong. I'm like, they can make a good Turtles movie, <laughs> dude. You just, you just, and then it was shit. I'm like, fuck, he's right, <laughs> man. Yeah. And then they had uh, in the movie they had chambers that would make the turtles sleepy and also adrenaline oh, in fuck. it. And how do you make the, the like? Granted, when the Shredder threw his blades out of his arm, that was like the only cool part of the movie. But how do you make the Shredder like such a lame? villain like yeah. that's that's like a huge disappointment i don't know you make the like michael Shredder. bay treatment he has no personality he has no he's yeah just you like, could say you know transformers 4 is a disappointment but i knew it was going to be a piece of shit <laughs> no transformers 4 was exactly what i wanted i know you own all the transformers and I that do. just I do. disqualifies you from any critical <laughs> no analysis your argument is invalid yeah. no uh dude they kill a guy in that movie straight up like vaporize him that was weird so that was the ball, so? the the ballsiest thing a Transformers movie we, has ever. We done. had to have our our concierge at Alamo um, tell people that if they were going to bring like young kids, like we had to, oh, we had to yeah. tell them we were just like, hey, you can obviously you know you can bring your kids to this, but just letting you know, like there's some like serious kind of violence in here at some right. parts, yeah. you know, and they. I you think know. we got a Transformer. Yeah. That movie. Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> Where'd you get in here? I'm right here. You guys yeah. excited for Entourage? Uh, no. <laughs> you know, it's funny, actually. That might be one of my most, most disappointing movies of the year is Transformers. Because, like, dude, transforming dinosaurs should have been so cool. No, it should those have. last action sequences <laughs> were so dumb. But what made you, uh, in the three previous installments, make you think that they could pull that off? Uh, it's a, everything. It's a generational thing, I think. Which yeah. is why, like, same thing why everyone was super stoked for Turtles. Because it's like, you know, we're the generation. They were like, oh, heck yeah. Like, a, a Turtles movie? Yes, absolutely. Mm. And then it turned out to be just garbage. Yeah. I don't know. I I didn't go into Turtles expecting the biggest movie. 
Tra- you were expecting a, tur- a Turtles movie, at least. Transformers, yeah. to me, is about being the most of something. Like, it's supposed to be the biggest. Piece of and shit. It, what it should show me is s- huge, stupid, amazingly <laughs> dumb shit that I can't see anywhere else. I need buildings falling down and action scenes so chock full of garbage that they're almost incomprehensible and like, but they're tied together in a way that they have a momentum that makes me feel like, oh man, that was, look at how big that explosion was. Like, that's what I want. And instead, he shot the whole action scene inside of a car and the dinosaurs were running around and, and like, you couldn't follow it. And I was like, oh, this is too bad. So, remember at the end where the dinosaurs went to live in the wilderness? The fuck is that? I don't know. They have to eat plants gotta, to survive. Yeah, they got to come back, and then they'll transform into plants. And next time, it'll be like the Ents, but they're they're robots. I don't know. It's supposed like, to connect to Ridley Scott's Exodus. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're thinking uh, of Noah. They'll come back as the as the angels from <laughs> Noah. Um, and teach Noah how to. Oh my God! The angels from Noah are really just very rudimentary transformers. Only they're rocks. Instead of, like, robots. Ramses is three or four days behind. Less if he doesn't rest his horses. Next scene. Ramsey, we need to rest the horses. Never. <laughs> yeah, that, you know that I, my, I agree with you that that line my was My X-Men Blu-ray and my Apes Blu-ray both have sneak previews of Exodus on it. Wow. And they don't let me skip the trailer. Oh, <laughs> That's the worst feature on Blu-rays now. Yes. Is when you can't skip the trailers on the Blu-ray. Fuck you. Like, come on. One thing you guys I bought this. I bought this. Um, one thing we do have also in January at Alamo is we're showing, we're bringing back some of the hits. We're showing Guardians, um, Donald Planet of the Apes, and Days of Future Past in January Holy as well shit. too. Nice. Yeah, all, all Saturdays. Just that's... one showing for every Saturday. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. Oh man. So if you if you want, I know like I know there's you know things. Christmas just happened, and I'm sure a lot of people got Blu-rays and stuff. But still, if you want to see it on the big screen for the last yeah. time, come yeah. on out. Are you showing? Um... Are you showing Guardians in 3D or in 2D? 2D. All 2D. Okay. Cool. Mm. I was going to say bring back Ninja Turtles in 3D because I didn't do that. And just out of curiosity, like morbid curiosity, I just wanted to say that I did it. You are such a masochist. (laughs) Yeah. It's like I I only saw it once. I just want to make sure it wasn't a bad day. I want to make sure that Transformers or that Turtles in 3D doesn't suddenly make it good. I had that steel book in my hand this week. Like maybe I should just get it and watch it and make sure, but. For twenty six bucks, I was like twenty six bucks. No, there will be a box set. Just in, wait. <laughs> in three D, in every scene of that movie in three D, are uh, Shredder's blades like just flying around in the foreground. Mm. Um, does that make it? Would that make it cool? <laughs> like, no, you really like, got to give all the characters whoosh. some personality. That would help. <laughs> like every every few seconds, just. Whoosh. Hi, I'm Johnny Knoxville, and I'm Leonardo. <laughs> 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 Oh, That's man. all I think about. Yeah, cool. cool. Thanks for stopping by, Steve. Hey, yeah, thank you guys so much for having me on again. Uh, you'll see us next week at the Alamo. We're seeing Taken Three. Nice. This time they take his soul. <laughs> take harder. <laughs> oh, take hard with a vengeance. <laughs> take hard with a vengeance. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but let's uh, let's seriously talk about um, Real Nerds Present. Okay. Yes. No, I'm just do it. Down. Down. So, yeah. You give me a list cool. of movies. One of them better be Friday Thirteenth Part Six. Batter's not included. Did I bet if we did Friday Thirteenth, no other way I'm going to see the theater. Show up. <sighs> yeah, maybe fr- though the final chapter that'd be sweet uh-huh. one because the poster's badass. It has Jason's mask with a knife through it and blood coming out the bottom. That sells itself. Mm. Ed Wood. <laughs> 
If you don't want anybody to come to the Real Nerds Present, just ask James what movies we should show. Yeah. <laughs> I like Ed Wood a lot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, Ed Wood is good, but it's also a movie that no one saw. Agree. That's why people should get a chance to see it again. If we're going to do Tim Burton, we might do Pee Wee. Oh, the Esquire probably shows Pee Wee four times a year. Like, come on. Like, I don't, big, it's not that I don't want to do. Now. It's not that I want to do Pete like Tim Burton. I don't give a shit that it's Tim Burton. It's I don't want to do Tim Burton. It's no. a really good movie about movies. I'm trying to remember what I wrote on that list of things I want to see at the Alamo. I can't remember now. Yeah, you did put a you put together a whole article on it. Man. But you guys did UHF and Howard the Duck. Oh, UHF. Yeah, we're doing UHF again in in January. Yeah. Awesome. Yep. Awesome. We actually have a cool event with uh, the room coming up soon in February. Actually, very cool. Oh, Are yeah. you getting uh, Tommy Weezy out? Um, no, uh, other people. Okay. But um, it's going to be. Dude, Tom, we, Brad and I got to see Tommy Wiseau at the at the you guys. Esquire. He can't say. <laughs> no, I know. have to finish. No, I know. He just yeah, wants to tell a story. It's it's no, it's, it's going to be cool. It's going to be a lot of fun. But uh, yeah, definitely look for it out at the end of February. Um, it'll be pretty sweet. Seeing Tommy Wiseau in person is like seeing a wax sculpture come to life. Um, I, I love those kind of people. Bizarre, oh my god! I love that. It's so weird. It's like they let a homeless man on crack walk onto the stage. He'll sign his underwear for you. <laughs> He'll give and you, give you his underwear. He'll give you his belt if you want. He, he just he's that desperate <laughs> for fans. He just wants it all. He's got oh, it. Man, yep. Cool. Yeah, thank you guys again so much. I, oh no, no you're always welcome on. Absolutely. I'm also I'm I'm stuck outside your house, so I might might just be here <laughs> for the next. Really stuck? Yeah, I ran into the snow, and it's. it's my, I was trying to readjust well, my tires. Or I might need to borrow a shovel. No, I, you know I have one of those. We will also get. We'll push you out. Yeah, there's sure. three strapping yes. young men here. There's real nerds to the rescue. There's right. like two and a half between the four of us. There's like two and a half <laughs> strapping young men here. So we don't just review movies. We're also yeah. AAA. Do you guys ever show uh, animated films like Pinocchio? Oh. Is that something you could oh. show there? Or, or Actually, Disney really. Disney's probably hard. Disney's yeah. Disney's a little tough. I mean. Not, I mean, it's not difficult, but like it's a little tough to get a hold of them. But um, I mean, I'm definitely going to be starting. I'll bring um, my Blu-ray of Pinocchio if you show it on the big screen. No, I definitely want to start doing some sort of um, not just like a not just like kitty goofy anime stuff, but like kind of like serious mm. kind of animation animation stuff, um, including Toy Story, which I I adore. I really mm-hmm. love Toy Story. Yeah, um, I think it's more of a serious adult movie than it is a kids movie. Yep. Um, but yeah, no, definitely. Sweet. Um, Fears of the Dark. Nobody. What's Fears of the Dark? It's like this foreign animated film. It's like really disturbing. If you have any suggestions, please send them over. Yeah, I've only awesome. got it on DVD, so it's like from two thousand eight. It's not gonna do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we just project a DVD on. Oh man, cool, cool. Thanks everybody for listening. Yeah, been another fun twenty fourteen. Look forward to twenty fifteen. Yep, it's gonna be a good year. Yep. Bye, Bye. Danny Junior. Visit our website, realnerdspodcast.com. You can tweet us at real underscore nerds. You can email us even, realnerds at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook. Hey, stream us on Stitcher. You want to call us? 720-6Nerds5. And download us on iTunes. Just search Real Nerds. Thank you, Joe Kempter, for the wonderful voiceover. And also, Spark Mandrill for the wonderful late-night jazz-smooth sounds of movies. You can find them on SoundCloud. This has been a Nebulous Visions production.